BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now entering Nerdist.com. <laughs> not this part. Todd Glass. Uh, yeah, hey, Todd. It's Nick Swartman. I'm calling again about doing your podcast. Hello, it's Dimitri Martin on the, the show today. Entertainer's entertainer, Todd Glass, everyone. Todd. Hey, it's Zach. El Zach. Listen, man, I really want to come on the, the podcast. I've got stuff to promote. Comedy Central presents Todd Glass. Oh, my God, he was on Comedy Central? Todd Glass. Ryan Regan. My favorite thing. Again. Um, oh my god, is that Brian Regan? Sorry. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. We can't even hear him talk because you know. talk over him. Now I'm That's talking over that. him. Do you oh want me to beg? Oh my god, Brian Regan. Get the fuck out of here. He calls into the show. He's fucking sick. From the beautiful Las Cienega Strip, high atop Black Horse Motors. The Todd Glass uh, Show. I have to start doing that so from when it cuts, it's a nice fade in. But let me tell you something. Dimitri Martin is here. Hey, Todd. Hi. <laughs> and then Mike Coleman, who was in the first show, too. We dropped, we had two parts. Mike was in the first show, and now he's also in this show, too. No yeah, one cares. Yeah, thanks for letting me stay here. You know what? It's fun. So I, I, I like jingles. I'm obsessed with jingles. So I made a little intro for the both of you guys. Now, I'll be honest. This guy, I think he's starting to get a little lazy, and I love him. The guy that does the jingles. But the intent is there. Sometimes he's saying things. You're like, it doesn't even fucking make sense. But you know what? I still love him. So go ahead. Crank it up a little. Well, my comment and Dimitri Martin. I like it up to now. They're on the Todd Glass Show. It's fun. Yeah, Mike Coleman and Dimitri Martin. They're gonna be funny tonight on the Todd Glass Show. I don't know why I don't like when he says that. Well, I don't know why their names rhyme. They yeah, don't. Coleman and Martin, too. Doesn't even make sense. They both end with an end in their name. That's kind of weird now. But that's okay because they're on the Todd Glass show. Oh, I don't like it. You could wrap it up right here. Oh, Toddy, Toddy Glass. Be careful, Mike Coleman may have a knife. And Dimitri what? Martin Silly. might be wanting to shake you down. Oh, Todd, Toddy Glass. I like that part. Please be packing tonight. All right, fade this out. Because Mike Coleman and Dimitri Martin might want to fight. Can you fade that out? <laughs> We'd want to fight each other or I fight you. I think he just, because things rhyme, he doesn't really worry about what he's saying. We just generally want to fight. Yeah. Anything, <laughs> whatever comes with. Um, but uh, would you guys, either of you and I, would give five? Th- I wish I had this type of money. Here's what I would do. Dimitri, if you make that your ringtone, I'll give $10,000 to a charity of your choice. But you have to let that be your ringtone for the week. And it's got to be loud. What's the time limit on a ringtone? 
Would it start looping before we get yeah, to the like good I would, stuff? I would, three I would minutes away. I would isolate the 30 seconds. It's Dimitri Martin. So you get to Martin. pick your three. Okay, you're 30 seconds. Like it looked like, oh my God, that's Dimitri Martin. His ringtone is just singing his name. What a, what a <laughs> terrible person. But, but I'd give $10,000 to an organization of your choice. Would you go, fuck it, I'll do it? Or would you go, Jesus, I want to help it? Maybe you'd say, I'll give the 10000 myself, but I'm not fucking doing that. Is the organization of my choice part of it that's the least enticing? <laughs> I don't have like a list. <laughs> I don't have like a top. I'm like, oh yeah, that's finally. Well, who would have to find something to care about? <laughs> I care about things. I don't. But I don't believe it doesn't it. transfer into organizations. You know what is what is what would you give your money like charity? Would you have a charity? I, I'm starting to think before I give Dimitri a hard time. Maybe I might not. Well, I would give I it to animals yeah, I guess or like kids. Black people, maybe. Oh my god, that is so nice. I'm Dimitri, kidding, you can't say that. That's really horrible. <laughs> you know, my favorite thing is I somebody... heard you were a sweet guy. That's really that's really adorable. What my if favorite... that was me? Seriously. That would be bad. I'm doing comedy, guys. Come on. <laughs> My favorite thing is if somebody, like, to be overly sensitive, like, if somebody goes, sometimes it's important to reference someone as black. It's not always a bad thing. Now, obviously, if you're referencing Martin Luther King, no, you don't have to go the black guy. But right. if somebody at your office, it, that's an easy way to, uh, yeah. there's, there, it's, it's okay to do that. And I get people are hypersensitive, and that's better than being an asshole you're and not caring. You're talking at all. about somebody who's not there. And as part of the yeah, description, you're you know saying, the oh, but I think Dimitri means right. people who weren't black to begin with. No, no, I'm going somewhere <laughs> it's a, else. It's a totally different condition. <laughs> but I'm going somewhere else. When they do it, it's my favorite thing because you make them nervous. And they didn't do anything wrong. They'd be like, oh, the guy down the hall, remember? The, the, new, the new guy just started working here a month ago, the black guy. And you go, oh, my God. You can't fucking say that. They're like, what did I do? A fucking black guy. You know, that's, oh, my God. It's 2011. Anyway, that's my funny story. And we're going to take a break. <laughs> All right, we're not taking a break. Take a, that'd be great. Take a break. Take I love to take breaks. And then breaks. play that. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. What do we have? If you like pina coladas. You don't have commercials. <laughs> it is funny to take a break. Can you get some other break music ready? Well, I feel re- I feel pretty rested. That was a, that was a good little That's break. Sweet. Do you have a one-liner you can do and be a radio guy and say, it is funny if you say, we'll take a break and the music comes right on. So just say, if you were a morning guy and you had to say something, you have six seconds and then you throw to it and then you say, we'll be right back. You got something? Okay. Oh, you, you mean you got something from Yeah, me, yeah. So. He has, you're going to throw it to him. We'll be right back. And then he plays the song. You know how it always comes. We do this a lot on the and show. And they do like a one-liner joke? like a Yeah, my, uh, you know, uh, 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 I'll do like, what if I did a Mitch Hedberg joke? I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to, too. We'll be right back right after this. We'll take a break. Not this song. <laughs> no, because that's Engelbert Humperdinck. It needs to be a song they would hear on the radio. Like, the Frank Sinatra thing will even work. That's a good one. Uh, maybe I are we, are we still this. in the break? No, we we never okay. took a break. Well, we played Pina Colada for five seconds. Oh, I, don't, I just want to <clears throat> start dude, fresh. The show is not going good, Mike. Dimitri's going to tell people. No, no, it's fine. He'll come. Hey guys, I was so I was on the uh, Todd Glass podcast thing. Really early break. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe how early they did the break. I, oh uh, I got to get out of here. Dimitri right doesn't know. We'll be right work. back with the early breaks Dimitri podcast. Do- Talking to Dimitri Martin about the Todd Glass show. <laughs> Dimitri doesn't know that I hear his inner voice right now. <laughs> Yeah, I got an inner voice, outer voice, and one right on the line. What's that, the echo? Hello? Wait, Hello? are we all in Dimitri's thoughts right now? Yes, we've met in his head. It's right, cavernous that's... in here. You can see there's not much in here. <laughs> oh, my God, I thought his head would look so different because of his act. <laughs> and then, like, I thought it would be, like, cool little spaces and cubby holes. It's just a hole. And then it's just like, where does he... Because you know what I mean? When you watch his act, you think his head's going to be like, oh, there's a weird corridor down there. That's a dark hallway something. Now yeah. it's like there's shit in here. 
Yeah, Okoma and those, knows that already. Those mad symbols. <laughs> oh my God, his hair. Did you notice it's thick in his head too? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, there's, there's cobwebs like in cartoons <laughs> when you go inside a person's head. <laughs> oh, I fade out of that. Guess what? The Christmas carolers have been coming by all day, and I just love it. They're here again. They do a Christmas song. You know, this gives us a chance to rethink and appreciate. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish or you're, um, you know, Christmas songs are fun for everybody, right? Are you? What, are, did you celebrate Christmas growing up? Or uh, um, I did. I'm Greek American. And you celebrated? I, I yeah. didn't know. Uh, I hate to even ask that. What's your background? I, I remember a neighborhood I lived in where when they were asking that, they really wanted to know. What is your background? <laughs> I'd be like, I used to lie and say I was half Jewish just because I didn't want to... <laughs> Be judged. <laughs> That's a true story. Then someone because you don't have anything interesting. No, I didn't want to say I was Jewish because I felt like people would stereotype me. So I just didn't want to say half. I was Jewish. Fifty percent. So I was half Jewish, and then somebody said oh, I shouldn't do that. That I'm a self-hating Jew. So I, I thought, you know what, you're right. Like, what am I 60. embarrassed about? Sixty. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it a little bit. <laughs> The next day after someone thinks that that sunk into me, you know, I talked to Todd and I, I think he knew what I meant. You could tell. Next day they overhear, oh, no, 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 I'm uh, I'm uh, 60% Jew. <laughs> He's only admitting to 10 more percent. That's I don't know if he got one. Not cool. Yeah. So I used to, this is the truth, how I finally got out of it. I would say, people go, what are you? I would be like, you know, when they ask your background, I go, I'm half Jewish. And then that was the defining moment when I went, you're lying again. The only way to fix it was when they went, what's your other half? And I, I would go, it's Jewish. That's, that's, I'm just letting it out gently. And I think I've told that story on this podcast. That should be the name of this podcast. I think I told that story. Isn't that cute the way they all come around? These look like full-grown adults here. And they knocked on all the, the knock. They've been coming in all night long, these karaoke, the, not karaoke, but uh, Christmas carolers. And these guys are huge fans of yours, Dimitri. And they said they would love nothing more than to come put you in the good Christmas spirit. So... Now, you guys bring a boom box with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so go ahead, guys. I'd like to hear it. We know, maybe you'll do uh, some of the song, all the song. Okay, go ahead. Put some, rever- put some reverb in your, in your boom box. This is great, by the <laughs> and, way. And don't tell your mother I said that. This is great timing. Yeah. It's almost Christmas. It is. We're coming up. I thought you meant how long it took to get it ready. <laughs> Stop it, stop it, stop it. Guys, no offense. This I, I can't stand the song. <laughs> Seriously. I can't I can't let you guys sing it in here. If you have another song you'd like to do, but that song, I love Christmas songs. I really do. They put me in a great but that one, da, 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 da. am I wrong? Am I the only one? I don't I don't I know it's weird to criticize that song, but I don't like it. It's really repetitive and it's like an assignment. You know Thank I mean? you. Yeah. I love Dimitri Martin, and I'm not kidding. Like because you start thinking you're crazy, I think, what am I? God, I, I'm not even joking. I'm thinking like I like Christmas. I'm not a you know I hate Christmas songs. I love, but that's he hit it on the head. That's it is. It's like and it's uh, da, da, da. and I remember once having to learn that song in elementary school. Oh, shut the fuck up! I could barely learn math. I can't learn this fucking song. It's crazy. <laughs> I seem like I'm overly no. I, I think I think you're. I'm with you. The fact that Mike doesn't care is the reason that I'm thinking about not having him co-host ever again. Well, no, I, I, I'm, I don't want. I like, I like that song a lot. Oh no, no, don't get me wrong. We're the people that totally back out of it. Oh no, no, 
know, I no, love I thought, that song. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, oh. as a song, I like it. I thought. We oh, were talking I love the song. Like a, kind of a. I thought you. Meant, oh, like, okay. I thought a, you were saying you didn't like that. Okay. Oh a, no. I thought you were talking about like as a pitch or like a vehicle or something for Christmas. No. Oh my yeah. God, as a pitch or a vehicle? No. <laughs> oh no, I love that song. You, Michael, yeah. that song. No, I just mean I like it as a song. On the first day of Christmas, my true. That's like that's a. Yeah, I was just saying that's America. That song. I was saying as a script. I just think the scenes would get repetitive. What's going on over there? You don't need headphones. They do. Oh, they do? Okay, these guys are good. <laughs> I don't like to break the bit that often. I wanted to really make pretend they were coming by in their carolers, so we're going to go back into the bit. It's nice of the jinglers to wait for, well, to, for us to finish our It was very nice of you guys. How old are you guys? Do you mind if I ask? And we're going to go right back into the bit. That's what we do on the show. I don't try to go, oh, the bit derailed and get nervous. I was hanging at my house doing this bit. We just jump back into it, just like right now. Oh, my God, look at these guys. They're carolers. How old are you guys? Do you mind if 14. I ask? How old? 14. How old are you? 12. You sound like you like uh, men. So, uh, how old are you? Thirty-six. <laughs> okay, and you? Uh, just sing a song. It's very nice of you to stop seven. by. I'm All right, seven. seven. Come on. What are we? What are we? Silly. Nice guys, that great. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. That was great, Dimitri. That was for you. I know that seems awkward. That's my favorite use of onomatopoeia in a Christmas carol. <laughs> onomatopoeia. Uh, caroling would be better if it was like name that carol where they come to your house and then they start singing and as you as soon as you can name the title of the carol they have to stop. Oh, and then idea. do another one and then they can just get progressively harder. <laughs> The name. It'd be kind well, of cool if Kirsten Scholars came up if you were like, I'll give you guys money, but I just want that guy to sing only. <laughs> Everybody else quiet. I want a solo. <laughs> that would be so like creepy. I'll give you guys 50 bucks, but I want you all just that that guy right over there to sing. You're like, mm, he'd be a little weirded out. Like, all right. I and guess. I want you all to stand, turn, and stare at him. <laughs> Face him. Everybody come up in here and you. That would be a funny thing for Family Guy if the old guy did that. You know, the pervert? <laughs> like, yeah. if all the carolers came up, he went, all right, I'll give you $100, but you all leave and you come in and sing in the house. <laughs> That's a good bit. Funny? I don't really try to do his voice. I don't want the voice the voice actor that does that voice to get nervous. Because, you know, Family Guy listens to the show. They go, that Todd Glass does a pretty good job. It's here in footsteps. Yeah. I can, oh, look at me. I want to suck your cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's, isn't that what he does? Yes, yeah. He you does. boys come in here. You can have a fun time playing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, who can take more volume than anybody else? <laughs> By the way, I'm kidding. That that's how I. It's, I know the other guy does it better. I don't want anyone to think just Todd really. That's how paranoid guy, do you I am. Remember the guy who hit on me in Griffith Park? <clears throat> yeah, didn't we talk when about you, that? We were roommates. Did I talk? I don't know I if I told the story. I can't believe that Mike was. You know, but I knew he was genuinely that. Uh, what do you call it? Is naive. It naive. Yeah, I didn't know if that was the right word. We we lived together, and uh, Mike was at the time how old? It's not like twenty. Was, yeah. By the way, yeah. And I was fairness, in college. It's not like you were. 
if you were 17, I could even go, all right. But there, you were old enough to see this guy was a weirdo. And by the way, that's not what they call it technically. <laughs> yeah, some weirdo molested my, you know, it's weird. When I was in Griffith uh, Park, I, I, and uh, I was like reading a book or something in the summer, and an old man came by, and he waved to me. And I waved back, and he was hmm. like, oh, thank God, finally a friendly person. And then he sits <laughs> Nothing down Nothing wrong up to this point, yeah, by the way. And in case like, there's anybody out there that goes, I say that, am I a pervert? No, the story goes on. He sits down next to me, and then he says, uh, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to me yesterday. I uh, met a young man. I think he was in the Navy, and he had no oh, place Can I stop you for yeah. one second? Maybe I'm overly saying this, but – Mike is not kidding. So I don't think you'll appreciate this. If for one second you go, oh, is this a bit to George Carlin? Like, this is him coming home telling me the story. And I'm going, Mike, like, I can't believe that he didn't like. Okay, so go ahead. <laughs> so he says this guy, he let this guy stay at his place. And then in the middle of the night, uh, this guy crawled into bed naked with him and said, <laughs> uh, you can do anything you want with me below the neck. Oh my and God. this guy is telling me the story. He's like, can you believe that? And then he just stared into my eyes to get my reaction <laughs> to see if I'd be like, hey, it doesn't sound so bad to me. Right. Like, and then that's what, no, but I didn't, didn't know he that. say he was in the military. He tried to help a guy out because he was in the military. Yeah, he, he was like, he was, he was in the military. He had no place to stay. There's always so, a leap. There's always some crazy leap in the story, right? <laughs> but it's like, like, the, like the, he the, had the to first, make himself look like the first such move. a great guy. Yeah. yeah. So he was looking at, we for a long time we would do the impersonation of him after he said that can you believe he did that then trying to get a look in your eyes to see if you're appalled or right or if like like oh well was your answer I, like I, I, which I which branch of the military was he in? <laughs> yeah <laughs> just a detail guy but I was so I was so stupid that I listened to his story and I was like man that's terrible like you were just trying to give a guy a place oh to God. stay and he that's how he like that's insulting and then I went home and I told Todd I was like. I met this nice old guy. <laughs> now, let me explain and, something. If the fact that if you – Mike, this does not – and I, I don't know. I, if anybody can tell you this, I can tell you this. does not represent Mike's intelligence because a lot of people would hear the story and go, come on. That's not being aware at all. Mike's a smart guy, but he had a moment. I looked at him. I, I go, just Mike, never met anybody like that What do you mean a nice guy? This guy's a, a molester. This guy's a hey, can you believe it? He, I let him sleep in my bed. He tries to fucking go down my pants with his hand. Do you think that was wrong? And he eyes him up. You know. so. I got a. Did I tell you this story? Very similar. Anyway, that's how we met. This is. Uh, we were out here for Conan. Right. Uh, one year for the Emmys. So the one year that I worked there. Right. So they get they fly us out here and we get to go stay in our hotels or whatever. And so I went to Griffith Park one day, and I was like learning how to play guitar or whatever. And I had my I had this little guitar. So I, I didn't know Griffith Park was I guess cruising or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so. Like so I was the- there in the grass, maybe not far from where your story took place. And I had this thing. I remember I had a yogurt and a banana. Hmm. I had a little snack. And uh, Were you hitting on him? No, no, no. I, no, I was just kidding. Uh, you have yeah. a banana. I'm like okay, guy reading into it. So I'm just, why would you bring a banana? So I'm just there and I'm like, oh, I'm in California. You know, we were in New York at the time. Like, oh, it's nice out. I'll go to the park, Griffith Park. That's the park. There right. we go. So I go to Griffith Park and I'm sitting on the grass and I'm playing my little practicing my guitar and I'm eating this banana, having some yogurt. And uh, I see this dude who happened to be black. Just kind of a callback to our other story, but uh, <laughs> he didn't happen to be black. He was born. He had black parents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was black. I mean, it was by design. You know, it, was, it could have been seen. It could have been seen. <laughs> so he, I see. I'm sitting up there playing guitar, and I see this dude roll by, who's a kind of middle aged guy in a beat up, like. In those movies in the 70s where there's like a kind of a 
villain, but he's like a hench. Somebody's like kind of second guy. Some guy beats people up or something. He had one of those just beat up kind of cars. And I see him driving by, and I swear to God, I see the guy look at me and kind of suddenly put the brakes on quickly and swerve and then kind of come up the little pet road there. And I'm just playing guitar and watch, park the car. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. And uh, I'm just continuing to play. And then I, I'm watching the guy because I just thought it was so weird to see a car. What's that street right at the bottom of Griffith? Is that Los Feliz? Los Feliz? Yeah, that. So oh, you're right. like not supposed to park on that street. No, no, no. But that's what he turned off of. That's right. when he was like, I just was, it's like, you know, you watch. Mike works for and... parking enforcement. <laughs> oh, no, he... I meant, I thought he was like so, uh, des- he was so excited to see you that he just like stopped his car. On the... No, no, no. It was weird. I just saw him suddenly like kind of erratically stop short, turn and park the car. So I didn't know if it had anything to do with me. It was more that I saw somebody driving kind of weird. So he pulled up and then I watched him get out of the car and then I watched him walk across the grass and... He was like kind of bad acting in life where he was like looking like, oh, I'm just walking, got out of my car, I'm just kind of walking. And then all of a sudden he looked at me, he was like, oh, hey. And he just changed his angle and walked right up to me. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. And he said, hey, hey, you, you play guitar? I was like, yeah, yeah, I play guitar. He's like, I just got this electric guitar and I don't oh, know how God. to play it or anything. And yeah, it was so it was so weird. It was now, do so... you have any idea at this point? Are you aware? Okay, this guy is is. Or are you are you aware of the situation? What's going on? Not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. But really? I do become because I'm right. thinking. Um. Again, I, to me, it's like it's hanging like out. He was Central... going to ask you for like jumper cables, but then you brought up the guitar thing. So yeah, like, I need you. And, to and do it, me it a was favor. he was kind of reaching, but it's yeah. kind of like again, if you're not from here, you don't know the lay of the land. I guess it would be like hanging out in Sheep Meadow in Central Park or something. Yeah. And and let me so ask you like, this: oh, Some guy's coming up. What do you want? You know. Plus, you're on to him because you watched his. You, he obviously went out of his way. You, if you, that's didn't what see, was weird. That's if you didn't see weird. him pass by, you maybe come back and you might have thought, nah, it could just be a guy sees that, me That's what was kind of weird. But, so then he's like, "Do you?" I've said no. I said, "I'm sorry." You know, I, I'm just playing this thing here. It kind of like, "I'm all right, thanks." And the, but that's what, when it got weird. He kind of persisted, and he said, uh, "Are you sure? Like, I live right over there, and you could just come and show me how to use the guitar." And I'm thinking, <laughs> no, no, I think I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, okay, uh, you sure? I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to just play my guitar here. The thing was I had my little snacks all out. <laughs> or you so would have gone? I think I would have at least. I would have it. <laughs> I would have been, it would have been easier to just kind of stand up and be like, oh, geez, I, I get a, you know, I'm going to go. Right, right, so, right. Uh, so he's like, okay, okay. So he leaves and I watch him get in his car. And he gets to his car, and then he, he turns around, like something changed his mind, and he started walking right back towards me, like a little bit faster now. And I'm thinking, now it's like fight or flight. Gay, not gay, I don't care. It's just like, I sent the signal, like, hey, man, could you leave me alone? Yeah. And so he starts coming back at me, and now I was like, okay, pick up the, you know, pick up your trash, like, go. And I just, like, picked up my stuff, and I got my guitar, and the guy was, like, trying to catch up with me and i was like walking down towards my car and then he was like I, you know it's really like i live right by here and he was like making his case again and like followed me to my car and oh i got God. in my car and he was still talking to me like as i closed the car door and i was like that was crazy Whoa. that was crazy maybe, that would get maybe that might have just been a killer i don't maybe know if that was a gay guy it might have just been a guy who wanted to kill me or something uh maybe in the community of like gay uh swinging like the snacks are like symbols of the things that you want to do so if you have like a yogurt out, it's like, totally. oh, that's I'm into that. 
signal. Those things yeah. make your heart uh, like just hearing that because because you you don't really ever that's the closest you'll ever get to know to probably to be violated. Like yeah. you know you hear stories, but that that even that touch of violation is like. It's like it gets your heart. You know, I remember, yeah. uh, you know, and by the way, I should point out, I was like, you know, I was a really good looking kid. So imagine that when I'm telling this story. Uh, <laughs> so uh, but there was some guy uh, asked me if I ever wanted to do any modeling. <laughs> I should have known. I was so vain. I was like, well, like, if any other kid, I was 13 at that age. I should have known. Todd, come on. You're not oh a model. God. Let's not bullshit ourselves. But, you know, my vanity. Well, where, where, I, where are you from? Philadelphia. Yeah, you're a model in Philly. Come on, <laughs> and it's such a it's such a hub of modeling. Your perception of Philly? Oh, you'd totally be a model in Philly. Believe me, I did a few shows there. You'd be like a supermodel, especially when I was younger. So, anyway, he came, I worked at Dairy Queen, and he came in the Dairy Queen, and uh, he and then I said, I I went. So, Mike, when you told me oh your story, God. this is why I'm telling you. Yeah. This story is what makes me go, okay, Mike really didn't. Like, there's a part of me that went, come on, Mike. Like, I'm all for... But then I could say the same thing about this. And even while I'm telling this right now, I want to think, you know, you you hope the listener does... You're thinking, will the listener think, come on. Like, uh, you know why? Because now I'm a full-grown adult telling you this story. Then I was, you know, very young. I don't know. I could have been 13, 14 in that area. So I went over the house, and he asked me, and I told him some stuff, and he goes, ah, and he kept saying on the phone... Did you have a nice bird? Because it was Thanksgiving. Really made me a little nervous that he kept saying the word bird. You know? So anyway, so 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 and he, he and he was upstairs. His office happened to be in the bedroom. And then he said, I got this guy on the cover of this uh, ma- magazine. He goes, he's making a thousand bucks for this, you know? So, so, you know, I just thought maybe, you know, and he's talking. He goes, look at this. And he goes, ooh, that, my wife better not see that. And it was a naked picture of a woman, like on a girl, on a, like a, a penthouse or something. He was very casual, and he always get back to normal business right away. And then he goes, hey, why don't you take off your shirt? He goes, I want to see, you know, what type of model you could be. I swear to God. I can't, to George I did Carlin. Not, I can't believe this. To George Carlin. Carlin. Yeah. To George Carlin. And earlier he asked me if I had an article that was written about me. Because there was just then they were doing articles on new comedians. So I was like brand two years into it. But they did an article. I said, oh, I don't have it with me. You know, I was trying to like, hey, I went from really trying to pump up my resume to getting scared shitless. I'm like, yeah, they did an article on me. So you totally want to use me as a model. And because um, I'm like already in the business. And um, so so um, and then when he said that, I got really nervous. I really started to panic. I, my heart started to beat. I knew at that point I knew. All right, this is it just it all as an adult. Yes, I get why now. I sure. Can, but then and I went, uh, oh, I, you know what? I do have that article. I'll go get it out of the car. I think I was actually better at acting than I just did just then. I was pretty good. I knew I couldn't act panicked. I just went, you know what? I actually do have that article. It's my old, you know, and he goes, oh, go ahead. I got in the car and I took off and I was my heart was pounding. And then he came into the fucking Dairy Queen oh the next day. He walked towards me, and I'm like, my heart starts getting, you know, I'm like, I'm like, Dale, that's Jeez. the fucking guy. The other kid that I worked with, I go, Dale, that's a fucking guy. So um, he goes, hey, I don't know what you think happened or whatever happened, but I'm all good. Wow. Oof. Like, don't think I'm nerd. And I was like, I didn't tell. I don't even think I told my parents that because you just want to be like done with it. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. want to. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. so it's like, uh, and that's not that, you know, but uh, anyway. That's the best thing is when people... When you think about what they could say, yeah. if there was nothing wrong, if they were completely innocent of whatever you think, like, like I don't know what you think happened, but I'm good. If there was nothing whatsoever, he'd be like, right. 
hey, are you okay? What happened? Like, you know, yeah, you, right. like if, imagine yeah. if there was actually no malice. That's no, a oh, really good point. He yeah. would just think genuinely... about what you, yeah, he'd be like, hey, look, I'm so sorry. Did you freak out? Like, you know, what happened? Did you have to go? Like, or, instead it's like, yeah. hey, I don't know what you think happened. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> this is why I'm not in the law. But it's also like the things you think you would say in those situations. I mean, there was around that same time I, when we were in LA, I was so uh, shy that I was at a stoplight at uh, like Santa Monica and Bronson and a guy who happened to be black uh, comes up to my car and like puts his head in my window and goes, uh, hey, man, want to come around the corner for a second? And he was like, uh, you know, like, uh, well, like, that sounds like a nice guy. Yeah. And uh, but he was like a prostitute. Oh, and, um, like all my own. My reaction was like, I can't. I'm late for something. <laughs> <laughs> But like I was so like you want to be rude, scared. Like it was a, it was a genuine fear of like I didn't want this guy to be disappointed in me. Mike, I have the same type of story, and like it's funny when you start telling these stories. Then like you go, okay, well the same type of thing at a corner in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and you like when you first move out here, like you said, you don't know, like you know, yeah. you start learning the city. Oh, that's a corner that that would happen at. Yeah. I had no idea. Same thing when day laborers. When I I look at everybody driving down the street, so I. I understand why people with day laborers would think I wanted to use them. I didn't know. So I would like see people in the corner. I'm staring at them. What are they all lined up there for? Then they approach your car day laborers because they think you want to work and they really, they think you want the work. You know, they really need the work. Yeah. I get it. Some of these people have it. You know, they need the money in there. They're very aggressive, but I get it. They, they, and, uh, but I didn't know. And they all started gathering around the car. I got scared shitless. Imagine just seeing 15 people like packing around your car. Yeah. I didn't know what happened. They dissipated, and uh, then I remember asking somebody. They go, oh, that's where you get day laborers. They, they, they just thought you wanted work. So anyway, so back to this wow. other story. He pulls up. He, uh, I'm in a corner, and somebody goes, hey, you want a free blowjob? Mike, I go, no, no, no. I, I stuttered. I went, no, no, thank you. Because, and I thought, why did I say no thank you right. later? Don't overanalyze it. But And I thought I wasn't overanalyzing it. I almost felt bad for him because – who knows? We, I just you want to write this. This guy could have been a guy. Who went, you know what? I'm fucking. I'm just gonna go out there one day. Fuck it. And he, I'm just gonna ask somebody. Who's his? He goes. Who's gonna say no? I mean, I want to give blowjobs. But I'm just gonna ask people if they want one for free. So he goes out there with all the confidence in the world, and he goes, "Fucking, who's gonna say no to me? I'll give it free. I don't give a shit." And then who wants a who? You want a free blowjob? And I go, "No." He could go back in the house, even though he's crazy and a little bit. That's that you have a problem. He could go, "Fuck, god damn it." His friends are like, what's wrong? No, just fucking, I feel like a loser. <laughs> I went out there in that corner where everybody charges. I asked some guy, like, can I give you a blowjob? For free. For fucking free. And he says, no. Really? I'm not a human being? Not even no thank you? Say no thank you. That's him complaining to his friends. Yeah, I know, but like I, I, I... But you know the way you feel when someone has roses or something? Like I always feel like I have to be polite to them. I don't know what the impulse is, but I think it's the same thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to let this guy feel bad about his... Yeah, blowjobs. Yeah, like you know, he's good. He could. Yeah, that's not appropriate behavior. But I hey, think it's out of fear. I think you're you're scared of them, or you don't want them to not like you. Yeah, yeah, they might they get my mad. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think disappointing people is that's a problem for me. I, I fear disappointing people. Like, give me like an example. Family, friends, strangers. Well, yeah, I yeah. think a party. I think, uh, with, with, I think before, we're all I know you mean in this situation. I can't. <laughs> no, no, I know. But I, I can imagine, like, in that second where I thought like, whatever came out of my mouth was my real personality, was such a need for people to like me that I even thought that guy would go home at the end of the day after he'd been, like, bullying mm-hmm. guys all day long and be like, you yeah, know, well, that one guy was okay. You know, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's what I often think when I feel when I don't feel good, when I feel mad, you know, I uh, I don't know whatever the emotions that I don't like are. There's a bunch of them. I know there's more than mad, but um, sometimes I think, okay, so what's my problem here? And usually I can boil it down to being like a it's a fear of some kind seems to be at the root of it. Oh, it might surface as something else, but if you go yeah, to the but root it, of it, usually right. like, and then I can get it down to just like three. I think it's just three or four things actually at the bottom of all the shitty stuff I usually end up feeling. So for example, like when I lived in New York, I remember being in cabs and I just get so mad. I'd be like, why am I so mad in this cab? I'd be like, it's because I'm late and I can't do anything about it. So why, So who cares? Like, why am I so mad? I'd be like, because someone's waiting for me. I'm going to disappoint them. They're going to be mad at me. So then they're not going to like me. Oh shit. Okay. So I'm afraid of not being liked, not being loved, you know, whatever it is. Right. But it's like every single thing. I feel like it's like, only like three or four steps down to one of those. Like, yeah. do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you know what, what, I, I totally or, know what you mean. I bet, I bet that you'd be right in a lot of situations. Like, if you just took it back, yeah. Where's that coming from? Like, just I'm saying your story. You say no, thank you to the guy. Oh, I don't want. To, yeah, yeah. You take. Okay, why did I say that? Because like, our, if you're, if I'm not nice to him, then am I a bad person? And if I'm a bad person, then yeah, like does he I'll be alone? He, Nobody want to be right. with me or whatever. You know, what I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm reaching here. No, no, but, I know you mean even yeah. him, even this guy that you know, whatever you want to call someone that does that, that stands on the side of the road. Obviously, they have some you know issues that they have to work it's out. Good and, Samaritan, let's say. It's a good, <laughs> the guy's a good Samaritan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you could look at it that way too. And then I think, well, the guy's not hurting anybody. He's certainly not making any money, unless people are giving him tips. Maybe that's his trick, like free shoe shine. Cut you got to give the guy after to, after he blows you. He goes, "Can I get some gas money?" You're like, "What?" Or cut to his book. <laughs> cut to his what? His book. He sells a book after three hundred sixty-five blowjobs. My journey. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a year of magical blowing <laughs> by John Didion. <laughs> Anyway, I hope he's listening. He's sitting next to Oprah. So tell us about day 28. Oh, this guy said no thank you. It's the only person who didn't accept a blowjob the whole year. <laughs> I always have the, the – with giving the people the eye contact. And I heard something on um, on uh, Oprah once about a woman that had hit rock bottom and she was begging. And she, she really told it in a way that she goes, look, I understand. I'm not judging the people. I'm just saying it's a day when it made me feel horrible. I get it. They had their lives. They were talking at a restaurant. I needed money and they, they, you know, it's not, I had the problem. I got somewhere bad, but I still learned from this. And she goes, when they just handed me the money without looking at me, like they, anyway, blah, blah, blah. And they reach into their purse and just put the hand out, let her take it. Like, you know, it's like a dog and you're giving it a treat. That was the worst. She goes, that was a hit rock bottom because I wasn't a human being even. If somebody said no to me, they at least looked at me like no, and they were mad. I get out, get a job. At least they're still talking to me. Wow. Right. These are, and, and so ever since then, if I give somebody, if I do give some money, I go out of my way. Because sometimes you just, it's, you know, it's awkward for you too. I just go out of my way to look them into their eye. And you know what? Sometimes they want to shake your hand. And let me tell you, I'm far from a germaphobe. But there's, there could be some germs that, you know, you don't know if they have a cut in their hand. But you know what? Fuck. And someone could go, Todd, you're stupid for doing this. But I think fucking what are the odds? I shake their hand. They want to shake your hand. Give me. You know, otherwise, can you imagine just oh, the worst? now I think of that person like the woman on Oprah. If you go, hey, dude, you power, you just move away. Like I gave you a dollar. I, I can't do that. So, yeah. you know, go fucking wash your hands. And I'll yeah, be that's fine. Cool. The worst is to give them the money and then do like you're going to shake their hand and then like fix your hair with your hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry. Well, wait, Too you- slow, homie. <laughs> 
Homelessy. Wait, you know what, Dimitri? That could actually work because you look like you're being silly at least. Ah, too slow. Hey, have That's a good right. day. Kind of engaging. I was kind of play. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice, a nice policy. Do you have a? I don't know, Coleman. For you, like, I don't. I'm sure people have done bits about this, but I feel bad because sometimes I feel like I have. Everybody has a uh, threshold. It's almost like giving homeless people money is like some weird form of tipping, where you're like, okay, like. You're messed up enough. Like I'll give you, you some money. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a line. Well, you. Oh you, yeah. If, if I mean, I, just, I didn't. Uh, like I, I like I give money to women more than men, just because I I, I feel like yeah. it's worse. And then uh, I gave. There was a woman in, outside of my apartment in New York, and I. It was the first person I ever gave like more than just a dollar to, and then I the next day I uh, went outside. And she didn't recognize me. And you got your feelings. <laughs> and I was like so mad. I don't. I don't have any overall policy of, uh, you know. And I'm, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't either. I'm not somebody that has. Just sometimes I get it how that can't really fix their problem. I do get that, and I get why some people recommend you don't give money to them. Uh, that makes sense. I'm not going to blow it off because I don't adhere to it. I get why yeah. people go try to give to a cause that really can help the bigger problem. But sometimes you just feel it in your heart, whatever the reason is, and you know what. Maybe somebody's working on the big problem, but right now, maybe it's five bucks can get this guy. A, you know, you're just in the mood. Sometimes I don't do it, but yeah, I just I do whatever it. the feeling. If is. I think if the person's better looking than me, it's a competitive thing. I'm not going to give them money because they're already like kind of, you know, Santa Monica is like a lot of really good looking. Yeah, uh, you think, come on, you you could be a model. Gorgeous. What are you fucking? I got to give you, you money. You be a model in Philadelphia. I'm not going <laughs> to give you yeah. money. I mean, go get some photos. Now, what would you do if you're playing Philly? And, and for some reason, you never know like what spreads around the internet. Now, I'm not being so hey, self-fulfilled. Well, and I'm they from, go, Demetri Martin. But you don't think about it. It's dude, a year I, later. You're in Philly and you walk out on the stage. and people Well, the are thing like, is, I'm from Jersey Shore. Oh, so you're fine. I'm, yeah, I mean, come on, man. You're basically I'm from, I'm from, from Philly. Philly. Philly's yeah. great compared to where I'm from. Are you kidding me? People look amazing in Philly. Where from Jersey are you from? Tom's River, New Jersey. I know where that's it's at. It's next to Jersey Shore. Yeah, but I that's actually up. some, that's like cool. Isn't, I always remember, I thought that was driving through. It was like homes on like properties, like a lot of acreage all over. Is that some, right? Some, uh, there's some nice, yeah, a couple neighborhoods. It's pretty, it's pretty terrible. Hey, Tom's River, how you guys doing? Somebody right now in Tom's River is listening. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I, I like growing up there, but I didn't like staying there. Do you know the house you grew up in? Did you ever go back and look at it? Um, on Google Map, like yeah, that's crazy I'm, to do yeah, that. I'm kidding, I don't do that. I wonder. If, I, oh. I guess it'd be easy to find it, right? Yeah, I think everything's so. on there. You never drove back when you're home. Do your parents still live there? Yeah, when I'm home, I yeah, I've, I've driven by there. Um, I don't know who lives there now. My parents sold that house a long time ago. How many homes did you live in your whole history since you moved out and like you know lived on your own? Did you move a lot or counting tree houses? <laughs> did you have a tree house? <laughs> Did I you, had a treehouse. Yeah, I didn't live in there, but I spent time in there. <laughs> we had we had a treehouse that was all I remember is now. Remember, this is the perception of a, a nine year old. Now and now I went back and saw where, the tree's still there, and I know it's the same tree. Oh, you so thought it was this big high? Thing. It was a big high tree, and it was over the road. And we had a treehouse. So all I remember now, let's go back to a thirteen year old's perspective or whatever age. I might have been younger. I, I might have been Wait, thirteen. Wasn't that the same age you were? Yeah, so I was probably nine. Taking pictures of that guy. <laughs> you took that story out of. Is that the same time you were hooking up with the guy from the mall for free? D- you for whatever you get the bit so anyway um no i might have even been younger but people would knock on our parents door and complain that we should take the fort down we always thought they were assholes like they're assholes that's who was yeah. doing it and then i went back and i looked at went, oh my god they were people that cared they were the people that saw us up in a tree fort over a I road thought and thought, you- his parents they, they these parents cannot yeah. know 
So yeah. they would like the, the you know, it wasn't in front of our house. It was in front of someone else's house. And they would knock on the door. And we're like, that guy's an asshole. When we went back and looked at the tree, I'm like, can you believe that we had a tree for it? Like literally over the road, one branch goes and like, boom, right on a car. You know, it's funny when I was, uh, I used to fight a lot with my brother when we were kids and we got in this big fight once we got in trouble. My parents made us go upstairs into different rooms and I decided, uh, I'm getting out of here. So I opened the window and we had a, our porch, you know, in the front that had a little roof over it. Yeah. So it's a two story house. So I was like, I'm going to get out. So I opened the window and I was out on the roof. I was like headed for the, the gutter. I was going to like, I hang well, down. So you're, I'm sorry. I, yeah, you just saw, I got distracted. Yeah. You're, you're sneaking out of the house. So I'm sneaking out of the house. I'm, mm. I'm punished and I'm like, fuck this. I'm getting out of here. So I, I opened the window and I'm like out on the roof. And then this shitty kid I hated who lived across the street, he like came home from somewhere and he saw me on the roof and I saw him look at me and walk up to my front door <laughs> and he told on me. What a fucking prick. I know. How old is he? He's your age? My age. Fucking Oh, I hope that. What he is that? He told on me. My mom Truly came up. not minding her own I know. And my mom came upstairs and opened the door to this bedroom. And she's like, get in here. They pull me in off the roof. It's like the worst beating I got as a kid. Do you know? I Scoundrel. Think, oh, you guys. I was going to ask what rat. happened. Because I think my dad. I'm, I'm guessing because of another story that my dad would have had the ability to call that kid for what he was and still discipline me in private. That's, because that would be cool. Because we had a story once, and this is this is you know uh, my dad um, and it's my brother Michael. So you know we get along great. It's not like, but back then he was like he my uh, he really did something to annoy me, and it was really driving me crazy. And I got mad, and I and I uh, I think I like I punched a hole in his door. And the minute I got home, he goes to my dad, "Look what Todd did! Look what Todd did! Come upstairs and look what Todd did! Look what Todd did! Look what he did!" And my dad, I don't know why, went. He doesn't even use this language. He went, I think he said this word. He goes, eh, what did you do, you prick that made him do it? Right. And I went, oh, my God. Like, he dealt Touché. with it. Now, he came with me. He did do something. It ended up, by the way, it was really. He, even at that age, he was being very just mean-spirited, you know? So uh, not mean-spirited. My brother might listen to this. I don't want him to think. But anyway, and then I remember my dad dealing with me separately just because he said, you know what? You, you're, you're getting too much joy out of tattling. I'm going to take the buzz out of it. He was still able to go to me and go, hey, that's not the way we do things around here. You know, you don't that's punch cool. holes that's in the like, door. That's but good I like, parenting, I think. You know what? I, was I pretty good something. in that one case. And then he was uh, – then he wouldn't – oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say very similar to your story. I don't know if you guys remember, but we're around the same age, I think. So I remember my family got – we got our first tape recorder from Crazy Eddie. It was an electronic store on the East Coast. Right, so we got yeah, we got the tape recorder. It's just the flat rectangle, classic. Uh-huh. You had to press play and record at the same time. So my parents went out one night. We were really young. My brother was being impossible. I just remember we were fighting. And I remember thinking in my head, he's being such a dick. Like I'm not doing anything wrong here. Like so, I went upstairs and I got like kind of took a break from the fight. I go upstairs and I got the tape recorder and I brought it down and put it on the steps. I press play record. Oh, that's great. And I re-entered. The, I re-engaged him, but I, <laughs> I, I, but I was like, "Why are you being?" I was just playing. I knew I was. We were being taped, and he didn't. So right. I was being like suddenly very like plaintive and yes. just saying like, what, "What's what's your problem? Like, cool. what's going on here? Like, let's be friends. Like, I mean, just can't believe you're acting like this. Just whatever bullshit." You know what? Though, let me interject person. here real quick. Even though you did that. I don't buy that that didn't prove what he was doing. No, so you're right. You're you right. Could, so there was still you, truth. You're still, there was still truth. You might have been overly setting him up, but you were certainly just being nice to see. You know, you had to, you had to be nice to see. Just, yeah, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm all right with so it, by the way. That's what my, I'm saying. My parents come home and <laughs> same thing. They come home and I'm like, I'm your brother in that story. I'm like, look, at, can you listen to this tape? 
because this is how he was. I taped, I taped our interaction. <laughs> like, I love the child mind that you're like, I solved it. Like, they're going to see the evidence. Yeah, did of you course, think I were just so going to, like, send him away or something? Yeah, but I got in so much trouble, of course, because it was, I think they were probably just horrified. They're like, oh, they son's knew. so devious. Yeah, because you think at that point they're old and they're not. You think, like, you're going to have kids one day and you won't. You're not stupid. Yeah. Like, you, I think you luck out when you have parents that are very, there are parents. I remember having friends growing up. My, parent, my parents were, first of all, very young. And very aware. Yeah. They were like, you know, as aware as, you know, very aware. They didn't get, you know, you didn't. But so I, there were, but I had friends, their parents, not even older. They were just oblivious. We did so much shit at their house and got away with it. My parents, if we came oh, home yeah. and we had a party, my mom would see like the yeah. fucking drape a half an inch. Go, hmm. You know, you didn't get anything. Yeah. Now, I told that story about my dad because that was cool. But then in other ways, my dad could be totally I mean, I wish I was making this up. Here's how out of it my dad was. Like, he was back in the 50s or, when you know, whenever. Like, he thought it was still happy days. There was this ki- some kids in the neighborhood, and they would pick on pick on some of my brothers. It was a neighborhood, it sounds sad, because we were Jewish, and it was a sort of an anti-Semitic neighborhood, and we were stuck in there. My dad, we had some problems. We only stayed there for a year, and then we moved. But um, my dad goes, listen, the next time they pick on you, you say you want to talk to their Leader? Leader? <laughs> we, even my mom started cracking up. She's like, Paul? leader what is this happy days like you know she thinks it's the old days where they have a, a gang and they have a leader no it's three kids they don't have a jackets with their name on leader them of the anyway now he's dead we'll take a break we'll be right back <laughs> blake knows he's really dead that's how it's but dead. it's funny to say it that way anyway your father's your father's dead yes mine is too is he yeah. we could have the dead's mine said too that's true. Yeah. Do you, do you know the uh, these comedians that I used to know, Mix Nuts? <laughs> that was really their name. They were actually funny in Philadelphia. And I, I don't want to disparage them because they were very funny. People they could be listening. I know the name is funny now, but they were really funny, actually. And they used to have a joke that two guys had a dead dads and one guy had a live dad. And they would always go, oh, you want to hear this? Two live dads. And the other one would go, you know my dad's alive. Why do you guys do that? You tell live dad jokes. You know he's alive. That's funny. That was funny. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Where do we go next? I want to, um, uh, what do I have? I don't even know what that means. Oh, the carolers. They were here already. All right. I'm all right. I feel good. Let's take a quick break because I'm going to get a drink. Is that cool? We have break music we can play. What do you got for us over there? Is there? Hold on. I like the Sesame Street theme. Play that. Well, the Sesame Street song. You know this song. I think I figured out last week, by the way, and I don't want to make everyone jealous that I can finally, I think I could sing this song. Go play it. We won't take a break, but play the song. This is, I play this every night in in my headphones. That makes me go to bed. All right, we'll play this and we'll come right back. My name's Todd Glass, and I have a podcast called The Todd Glass Show, so everyone knows that I'm in charge of it. I have a podcast, and guests come on, and I play jingles, and I do sketches, and it's fun. Oh, my God. That's Rory Scovo. It sounds like he's making fun of me. Yeah, it might have been the connection. How does it sound to you that he would, like, I, I heard it, like, my name is That's how he's doing it, right? I don't know. Uh, he sounded like a fan. I mean, oh, really? a little bit. I mean, a, a slight bit of a fan, you know. 
It'll be Sometimes funny when you like, it's a, when a lot of approvals in your voice, it like shoves. You know, it'd be funny if you, yeah. you like you you hear this message and it sounds like this, and it's a person. You go, no, no, Todd, I think he likes your show. And then we we're at a restaurant night, we hear that same voice going. This is the best soup I've ever had. Tell the chef I like it. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's that guy. There he, he is. He really was positive. <laughs> And he's in bed with his wife. Oh, that feels so good. That'd be. Oh. But you like already put a bomb under his car, so you have to send your your wife out to his car. <laughs> I like the guy's a movie. So he critic. doesn't die. What about as a movie critic? Oh, oh, three thumbs up for another Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> oh, I really like this one. But he he's, really he's does. the film critic right. with three hands. He's the yeah. Most, yeah. <laughs> what, did, what does he have three hands? He said he three, three thumbs. Three, he gave three thumbs up. Well, to it's the, just Joe. Uh, oh, did I say that? Yeah. That's a great character. A, guy, a film critic with a birth defect. He's <laughs> 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 got three thumbs. Oh, everyone's afraid to argue with him because he has I three thumbs. I gave it two thumbs up, so I, I guess you could say I didn't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when he's hitchhiking, you're like, whoa, pull over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you got three thumbs out. Come on, we can't pass by him. Um, we were talking about when we were on our break. People wonder what we do on our break, and that's why I'm this fucking close to just start shooting that, too, because people want to see this shit. I'm really trying. The guy who's over no, me. No, no, people- make them wonder. Eh, sometimes you're right. A little mystery is good. Me, I'll tell you what we were doing. Me and Dimitri were hanging out. We talk. Yeah, uh, you, we were talking about you going on the road. Have you ever done the tour bus thing for any amount of time? One time in 2006, I did a tour, and I had a tour bus for part of it. And did you have some I friends like, on it with you? Yeah, I had a few friends on it. We did like 30 cities. This was a weird thing where I got this deal. I was doing these web. I did web films for Microsoft for the launch of Vista of Windows Vista. With the tour, they kind of half sponsored and. Then my hour-long special that I did way back was like the end of it. So that's why there was no real reason for me to have a tour bus. But it, but it was – did you love it? It was pretty fun. I, I slept I, – I sleep pretty well in vehicles. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can sleep in those things. Have you you've been on one of those? Yeah, the, the curtain well, and everything. The reason I ask is because not that I couldn't enjoy it because it wasn't my tour bus. I still, you know, I, had a, I love the tour buses. I've talked about it on the show a lot. It's just all I want in life is a tour bus. But uh, I just can't wait till it can be like there wasn't there something fun or and if the answer is no, then maybe it's no. Was there something like when it pulled up? Were you like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome? Yeah, it was. It was pretty crazy. And then one time I went on a tour, not as many dates with. It was a funny or die tour. It was Will Ferrell, Zach, Nick, and me. And uh, that was cool. And Andrew Savage was on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the same kind of thing where it has the curtains, like the little sleeper rooms. Yeah. There's like a TV in the back. That was fun. I remember on the one tour, on my tour, we stopped at some rest stop in Oklahoma or somewhere. And they had like DVDs for sale. So I bought the Karate Kid, which I'd seen so many times, but just because there was a DVD player and the thing, I was like, let's watch, mm-hmm. let's watch the Karate Kid. Uh-huh. Take advantage <laughs> of this. Just, yeah, living the life. <laughs> what a waste of a bus. I'm like, I'm so not a partier. 
So the was, driver was probably like, oh, this is so boring. This guy's doing fucking puzzles in the back of this bus. Are you kidding me? Probably like if they're, probably for a bus driver, like if it's if it's people making a lot of noise and you, it might be just good for him. He goes, you know what? The noise, it keeps me going in the middle of the night. You're back there, you know, checkmate. Exactly. It's like, or whatever there must do. be something where you're kind of like living the life. You're like, I'm driving Motley Crue. Holy yeah. shit. I'm driving who? Dimitri, the guy who looks like Blossom? You fucking kidding me? In the back. <laughs> I would. Uh, ding, ding, plink, plunk. My dream is to have a tour bus. Not my. Well, not my. Well, dream sounds funny, but it's one of the things I'd like. I don't dream about it. Meanwhile, I do, but I'm embarrassed. Um, Todd, wake up! You were. You were. Oh, I was dreaming about my tour bus, but have like a little band on there, like a drum. Even if it's a keyboard and drums, a tight little, mm. tight little drum set and a keyboard. And at night, they fucking ah, play cool. and they have fun and you. You live out. life. You know, whenever we would pull up places, I would always get mad. One tour bus driver, he was always the, – the tour bus driver, if he doesn't have a good energy, then it's the whole energy of the bus. Yeah. Usually they're almost like – It's like a fart. Zen- it goes from the front to the back. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It just spreads through the <laughs> – you can't have a different energy than the bus driver unless you don't care, unless you're one of those people like old school with help. You don't care if the help likes you. But if you like – you know what I mean with that attitude of the help. But if you like the people that are maybe working for you, you'd also – there's got to be a good vibe that yeah. you want the tour bus driver to be happy because then it's easier for you to be happy. Most of them are great. Sometimes you get real passive aggressive guys and it, oh, it ruins. They're like, hey, is there any, is there, can we pull over to eat? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't, I've never been in this area before. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, well, if you just see a McDonald's like up ahead, do you mind pulling off? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah, that's no problem. Whatever you want. You're the boss. You're the boss. Yeah, there you go. I hated you the boss because it was saying, if I could, I wouldn't do it. I yeah. fucking hate oh, yeah. this, but you're, you're the, the boss. boss, so that's the reason it's going to happen. Sir is like that, too. Yeah. Like, it, it's, sir. it's such an insulting... Yeah. Paul Tompkins has a very funny bit about that, how sir is never used in the royalty that it should be used. Like, uh-huh. sir, excuse me, and then they're... <laughs> right. Or is it sir? Yeah, it's sir. Yeah. Like, it's sir, and then it's telling you to do something that if you you wouldn't talk to a sir like that. My, my aunt was a physical science teacher for middle school students in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. She had a student named Sir once, I remember she told me. Oh, that would get. Kids I'd have to give him a nickname. Named him Sir. That's smart. Though their, their theory was that we want our son to be respected, <laughs> so she had to call his kids Sir. And he changed his first name. And you know that's true. You know who he changed his name to? Rodney Dangerfield. Boom. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Somehow, because they wanted him to get respect. But oh then yeah, he, okay, I, I see it. I see it. Yeah, they wanted. <laughs> I don't threw know. A curveball there. I was like, what is he talking about? I didn't know either. I, I think it's sort of. If I have, if I yeah. re-listen to the show, I might be able to connect and go. No, no, that no, makes no, sense. No, no, that does make sense. I'm with you. What happened? So they wanted him to be called Sir. They want him to get respect. He, he, and he never ended get up no getting respect. it. Yeah. And then he ended up uh, just changing his name to Rodney. I get no respect. You know, my parents named me Sir. All right. Um. So, uh, so, uh, what were we just talking about? I'm sorry. Black people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you always go there. No, we were just talking about as something. Good as everyone else. Touring on the tour bus. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and my point is that if you have money, everybody should chip in and buy me a tour bus. <laughs> it's such <laughs> a uh, like a hobo's fantasy that you'll have a tour bus <laughs> with a three <laughs> trio on it. <laughs> oh, you know, you'll just want to be speeding down the street with you know that his what, little jazz trio. Oh, they say that. They, they say that. <laughs> it's like a guy who should never be given money. Like, what would you do if I gave you ten million dollars? Well, I'd buy a bus and that'd be a, funny. And have a band play a with jazz you. trio on it. That'd be funny if there's a there's like a weird place in the beyond. It's like they keep a tally of the most wasteful fantasies. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? This is what this guy's gonna do? Yeah, if, it's not only a waste. That would be a waste of money. That's like a waste of imagination. Well, <laughs> although, good point. 
But hold on. Okay. I always, I don't know why I started having this perspective, and it all leads back to the band on the tour bus. Make me go back to the band on the tour bus. I used to see when I saw, like, they're, they're showing HGTV, they're showing the White House getting ready for Christmas. And at first, your instincts, or when you see a big affair that's happening around a major catastrophe in the world, I used to think, it's not really the right, I, I used to think that, I'll tell you why I feel differently now. Yeah, it's probably not the right time for the White House to be building cakes and making fake poodles out of their dog, and but, or same thing if there's a big... Uh, they always feel bad during the award shows if 9-11 right. had just happened. Right, this right. is a little disrespectful. But everybody's getting paid. It's good. Oh, like everything yeah. that's being done at the White House is employing people that are not rich. Those are jobs. So if you look at it that way, it's all right. Like the more shit they do at that White House, the more people, the more people that it takes yeah. to prepare dinner – the same thing like in an event. If there's an event during a catastrophe in this world, yeah, guess what? There's janitors working on this event. There's plumbers working on this event. There's electricians working on this event. Cooks, cake, pay, every type of person. So it's good. You're so true. That's so true. It's weird to me that they don't – you'd think they would say that. You'd think they would actually brag about how many – I don't think you have to brag about it, but I, I do agree with you in a sense. Only that because be, people get upset. You'd be surprised over the years if it wasn't put out as a statement – Remember this, and we understand. Like I just said it. Like I get it. It seems a little disrespectful, but remember this, people. Like maybe it's in a public service when these awards are going on, and many people and many families. And this is why we decided to go forward with it. It should be even bigger when there are problems. Yeah, because more people uh, employ more people. Employ more people. Imagine that if you got a call and you did all that stuff for the White House, or you did that for an event party. You were the plumber, you were the electrician, and you got a call because there was a flood in Minnesota or whatever, and they go, "Hey, we're not going to have it. It seems disrespectful." Fuck. I'm out of work. I'm out of work. Like, man, I, I think I could still show my respect and still work. I don't think this work should be in the name of not caring about what just happened. Like, you know, because I'm not taking my – why don't I quit my job? Why don't, I'm not doing comedy for a week because there was a flood in Minnesota. <laughs> I don't I'm, – I'm making sense, but I, I got a little lost. <laughs> Maybe they can, like, build it and then just not do, have it. <laughs> you know that's sort of a good idea but you're or, saying, no that's not a way that's not right then it's a waste of food or just if they keep reminding you pay people to eat it if they keep acknowledging the thing you know what i mean like if if people come out like every speech at the award show everyone's like hey i'm really sorry about minnesota so in this category we have like some really great movie you know the next person comes out before i say thank you for this award just like how about that flood in minnesota am i right everybody all right uh, so anyway this is like yeah. lifelong it's, dream. My manager, my we'll agent. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to point out that the tragic floods in... I can't. That's it. That's all I got. That's my improv skills. I do like the... I just I got followed you, you through Minnesota. You could have used Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know. I, hey, we're not saying... Well, Minnesota, Minnesota have flooding problems. That's the ten thousand land of 10,000 lakes, right? I always worry people listening catch me. It's very disturbing unless you hear me say this. I think people... Justifiably, I do the same thing. Like last week, I was talking about if a guy goes into a karaoke bar with one of those... Get that, get that karaoke song, Walking on Sunshine. Like if a guy that goes into the karaoke bar, but he has a... What's that called? We call it a defibrillator, but it's not. On the throat. Oh, what's that called? A voice box. Yeah. So we we were uh, maybe I won't do this, but so when I said it, I know people when they get to that point of the podcast and I'm calling it a defibrillator, they're like, "That's not a defibrillator." It's very hard for them to get past it. But I always tell people, get past it because it's going to happen. I get corrected when we go off the air. There's probably five words I said wrong last week, but people tell me, my family, uh, Todd, uh, you said uh, swelling up when you cried. Uh, it's welling up. I'm like, okay, Spencer, thanks. I don't know if I told you this last time. Does I that saw make you. sense, what I just said? Yeah. yeah. I swell. Oh, I got a little emotional. I swelled up. 
That looks like I got an allergic re- reaction to being sad, as opposed to welling up, which means crying. What the fuck are you looking at over there, you prick? Well, the, these are the uh, contretemps of uh, radio. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't get what you just did. I don't know. I'm nervous. You're no, don't staring. be nervous. <laughs> See, if you're in the moment, things can never go wrong. I said something, you got nervous, you admitted it, and everything's great. I was now next. I was, I, was, I was next to the moment. <laughs> how how, how, was, how was watching that moment? Yeah, what were you going to say, Dimitri? Help I was going to say I saw you at Meltdown last time. I think I saw you was there, and I can't remember if we talked about this, but I, you and I have a, a weird connection because um, years ago, I think I told you the story, but I had a pitch meeting at Comedy Central. I was living in New York. My agent said, "Hey, you, you got this." I think I don't think I had an agent. Yet. I think my manager at the time said. They want you to go into Comedy Central and pitch, you know, whatever you want. They can pitch a bunch of ideas. So I worked and I wrote down all these ideas in my notebook. The day came and I went over there and uh, I was meeting with a couple of their executives, you know, and I was flipping through the pages. I was like, it's a show, it's 26 episodes and everyone's based on a different letter of the alphabet. They'd be like, nah, okay. It's, uh, I don't know. I just remember all these random ideas. And one of the ideas I had, I was like, all right, well, this is going to be, Really, I'll just pitch it. I mean, it's it's kind of out there. The main char- I'm the main character, and I'm in a coma for the whole show. Oh. And the show just kind of happens around me, but I'm just like in the coma or whatever. And they're like, you're kidding, right? So what are you talking about? They said, we're in development with that. It's called Todd's Coma. That's Todd Glass's idea. <laughs> I was Isn't like, that- are you kidding me? I thought I came up with the most random. Yeah, well, you know, not that it's the most random idea, no, no, but it was certainly- for me a random idea. And yeah. I... You know oh, that's you the get, show. That's right. That's, we the, about the, it, yeah. that's the weirdest part. Well, the, the funny. And I worked on that together. Yeah, I forgot about that because I told yeah. I told Coleman about this. That's right. Yeah, so I just funny, think it's so funny that you that out was of, your out show. Of the weirdest that things. was both of your show. Okay, yeah. Well, really and the weird. thing is, Comedy Central never developed. It ended up that Adam Sandler's production company uh, did it with TBS, but Comedy Central but that was, was a different at version. It. Oh, right, you're right. Because we made a version. Oh, that was that long ago. Yeah, this is way back. Oh, yeah, that's when we were doing it at the, at the Comedy Central workspace. Yeah. But you know what? That, that story sort of uh, it sort of leads me into talking about this. That My brother, I was explaining to him that when people have bad reputations in comedy for stealing or whatever, it's not because of one incident. Right. Things genuinely happen. People look right. at your year. Like, there's a great example. You didn't see my fucking thing. Right. You we know? didn't know each other. We I didn't know each other. you, but so, it's like. So, random, yeah. Because what my brother was saying was, man, don't sometimes minds just think alike? And he expected me to say no. I went, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It can happen to a crazy point, you know, where it's like, I swear, you know, from your soul, you didn't see someone. Oh, yeah. But what happens if you don't have a bad reputation is you just that's happened 30 times by the time you have a bad reputation. Because if it happens once or twice, I explained to him, that's two comedians in the back of the room like me and Doug Benson going, oh, you do that thing. I go, I yeah. did the same thing. He goes, let's both do it. And then you don't give a shit. Right. I said, so that's happened because, yeah, sometimes it's just weird. Like you go and I could see even somebody going, come on that close. Sometimes you've seen it. We're like, yeah, two minds can think alike, but not 50 times a year. Well, that's always that's when you get your okay. Yeah, and it, for it's that, not a coincidence. For me, that story of pitching that was always that's always my my touchstone, my reminder that like many, 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 many ideas have been already done. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe every ver- every idea has been done in some version. Who knows? Right, but my, it's humbling. Wasn't there really, a show? Isn't there a show somewhere now? It's like with women and someone's in a coma. There is. Oh no, we saw it. it oh, was girl in- coma. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I came home from <laughs> that would sell probably. <laughs> Excuse me, I, are, you're not the star of Girl Coma. <laughs> I am. We love Girl Coma. Oh, Girl Coma. <laughs> it's called Todd's Coma. No, Girl Coma. <laughs> 
thing in that. Um, uh, Coma. Um, the idea really came from Mike. One day I came home from an audition. I hated auditioning. I said, I don't want to audition anymore. I hate it. Just let me. Mike goes, why don't you just, uh, you have a show where you can play a guy in a coma or something. And I was like, I love it. Well, then it took me two days to convince him it was a good idea, even though he had given it to me. And he was very generous when it came to, they said, who came up with the show? You're like, well, you said that I did. Because you really well, did. Well, I said it, but you but thought took, of it as an actual show. You said we it jokingly, and, and it, then right, you gave me yeah. credit for, like, you would have just written it off. And, yeah. But, but when it came time to that, I was so glad you let that go, because I thought, oh, watch him fucking try to take a produce. I'll fucking kill him. I'll crush him. I'll go to his, I'll go to his mother's. No, no, no. I was actually ready to do, obviously, to, to understand. Yeah, I said to my manager, I go, well, he did really say it. But you were like, no, no, no. I said it, but you. That was very nice of you, Mike. That's all I was trying to say. No, you deserve all the credit. Shut I, the, I, yeah, I love- after it failed. You'd say that it would be funny. Yeah, that's when I started saying that. <laughs> no, it's funny now that it's failed. No, 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 Todd, no, no, you no, deserve no. all the you credit. Saw that no, it was you saw no, that was Mike, your I, one. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. It was your idea. Todd, it was your Mike, baby. I would have never done and... it. I would have never done it. I'm telling you, can you? My heart no. to you. The way it ended up and the way that it was handled was all you said. <laughs> These are the decisions that should be made to eventually make it not happen. I think I got to give you credit for that. Because two, it was your idea. Two years later, Michael's Coma was made into a hit series. <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael's Coma. <laughs> hey, Mike, when you coming out of that coma? <laughs> uh, it's Mike's Coma. I don't know why I did a sound effect. Maybe it didn't even make sense. <laughs> I do anything. You know, the guys on the... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> My my uh, what's my head sensor down? Something. <laughs> Wait, I can't hear. I can't hear. I don't think your microphone. You <laughs> said you said my headsets are down. <laughs> you took headphone technology and really elevated it. <laughs> I suppose. Oh, my headphones are unplugged. The headsets are down. <laughs> the headsets are down. Nancy Grace's tit is out. <laughs> I don't know why. I love. Okay, we might be taking no, a break right not, now. It's not going. It's not even recording? No, no, it's recording. Well, they hear me through the other Oh, yeah, they can hear oh, me. Oh, I see. But we'll edit this. If you yeah, want us to relay any messages, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them that we'll be right back. <laughs> Tell them we're fixing <laughs> You're good. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to fix this. this is is that a Wawa pedal? pedal? This is my fault. Man, technology. It'll always, it'll always enable you to do things. Technology. <laughs> can you talk? There we go. Hello, hello, hello. Isn't it amazing how much one candle can add to a mood? Shut the fuck up, Dimitri. This guy here, my new... Are we taping? No, in a nice way. Let me explain this. What's that? I think you, he's being you, serious. You in a good way. He's being serious. I am being yeah, serious. And yeah, and that's what I'm about to, to tell you something. Okay, we, we, we had a little problem. <laughs> uh, we don't have to hide this break. We, I pressed my echo button, and the machine made everything disconnect, and now we're back. And when we came back, Dimitri said something that uh, I don't... I think... He's he's okay. Here's what he said. He goes, isn't it amazing how one candle can change the atmosphere so much? And that's what I always say. Like as much as you do it, I'm surprised when you go over an adult's house sometimes. I've said this before, but I like that you noticed that that how much people are not aware of the ambiance. And when I do it, people say, oh, he's so anal or something. I went, well, how much of it is anal and how much of it is real? If you went to a theater and the lights lowered, would you go, oh, they're so anal? Right. Well, calling me anal is just as silly because no, yeah. there's a, there's a, an important to lighting. And when it's a younger person, I get it. 
because they don't know. And as you get older, you start, I see people, they're 30, 40 years old. You go over their house. And let me, I always say, I've said this before. I'm saying it again. On a scale from one to 10, 10 being the brightest. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about a, a seven. I'm talking a fucking oh, 10. It's yeah. crazy. It's and okay. I'm like one, but you, especially a stick candle for whatever the reason you would think I'd be used to it now. But if me and like, sometimes when me and Jimmy Dore are on the road, Jimmy brings a candle with him. So after the show, we don't want to do anything. We go back to the hotel. If, you're, if you have a suite and there's like a little sofa area, you light one candle, turn all the lights out, you sit around, smoke pot, and talk. And it's like, it's your campfire. Well, it's exactly, because it's amazing. I always think with lighting design, it makes sense if you mimic, I guess, more like the circadian rhythms or like what we are as animals, like from before technology, during the day, the sun is above your head. So overhead lighting, you don't even really need it during the day. But if you do, if it's overcast or something, overhead seems to make sense. But at night, people, they had the moon, but that's kind of faint and distant. But they had fires. So my rule is usually like, I like to have lighting sources from below my eye level at nighttime. It's cozier. Hey, you're, hey, believe me, you're right. And, and I, 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 this just happened this weekend. He's like my cousin. His name is, we call him Davey Wavy, but his name is David Miller. I'm around his adult friends. I don't like to call him. I've known him since he's 17, but now he's like 25. So Does it's he like, have wavy hair? No, no. We just, just started to stick <laughs> with him. Because it rhymed. <laughs> Davy Wavy. So anyway, uh, he had a party at his house, and him and, and um, uh, I got there, and it was fully lit. Now he's been to a lot of parties in my house. He knows this conversation I have about low. And I walked in. I'm like, Dave, are you shitting me? He goes, Is it too bright? That's what my girlfriend said. Walked around lowering everything. He lit two candles. Sure, now people are just chilling out in the corner, and that's the source of I'm just amazed. It just will never amaze me. But I, but very few people uh, would would point that out. So. You might go, well, of course you love that Demetri pointed out, Todd, because it makes you look not crazy. But uh, I think we're just of the similar minds. Yeah. And I think we should start making fun of people. It's funny how the in life, uh, the people that sh- – like you always – like I could see why I get made fun of. I look at Todd with his lights. But like how come I'm not making fun of you? Like right. why shouldn't it be the other right. way around where we go, look at you. Oh, da- hello. I'm going to open up my uh, house for a party like a soup kitchen. Ah. Why am I the dumb one that I care about? Well, you, you got it backwards. I'm supposed to make fun of you because you, it's like the same thing I say about crying. Like I'll admit I cry on the show. I'm not going to hide it. I, I, admit sure. I cry all the time. But yet I still get some of that stereo, like not stereotypical, but uh, you'll know what I mean. Like if I'm on a plane and the lights come up and I'm crying, I, I'll, I'll try to hide it a little bit. Sure. I'll try to wipe my eyes a little bit as sure. some people sitting next to me. But why isn't it the other way? Why wouldn't you like say to your friend a movie's over and he's been hiding his head and you go, why are you hiding your head? He goes, because I just watched a movie. Anybody that had any emotion would have cried. I'm sitting here like a blob of shit. Yeah, right, that's a little right, embarrassing right, right. for me. Right. Like I, I realize people are looking over like, really? That movie didn't make you shed a tear? That guy's probably has a problem. But instead, it's him going, hey, look at you. You're crying. Yeah, like a normal person. Hey, I can't believe it. You have emotion. Uh, he's crying. But yet, I why don't I just go, fuck it. I'm crying. I should look around going, yeah, I'm crying. There you go. But I won't. I'll like, try to you know do the old fix the air, even though it's very cliche. Comedians uh, use fix the air vent. You know? I had a, I had a oh, girlfriend. Really? Well, they say like the air was hitting me in my eye, maybe. that's. I always thought that was the comedian's joke. Like, you know, Even though I'm talking about it in a serious way, I think there was a comedian once that said, like, when the movie comes on and you're crying... Yeah, oh, the air vents in my way. I don't know which comedian said it. We'll take this out. We'll take a break. We'll play music. We're, we're back on the show. We're back. We're live. Mike Coleman, what do you got to say? I was going to say, I had a girlfriend once who, uh, 10 years after the uh, Challenger exploded, I was watching it on the news and I, I, I started crying a little bit and she started making fun of me. And it was, uh, I guess it was the end of the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, because it's like, 
you know, it's supposed to the opposite. That that's the easier thing to do. You know what the cool thing to do is? Just you're in a situation where I've I've been in a situation where someone gets emotional from out of nowhere. They're telling a story, and you don't you fantasize to go, hey. This is the perfect spot for you to do that. Don't feel uncomfortable. I'm glad you know me well. Who would think to, hey, I'm having an emotion. Oh, yeah, now's a good time to take a dump on their fucking being. Yeah. And this is a full-grown adult. How old was this girl? And by the way, how old was this girl when she did uh, it actually, she was, uh She was 31 and I was 21. Yeah, that's real mature. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I, think it's, of- I think some people that don't have – they're just uncomfortable around emotions. Oh. Well, I never – you know, it's funny how I could be so adamant about opinion and then you shed a little light on it and I go, oh, all right, well, maybe that's why. I, I wish you could <laughs> – I wish there was something in between not crying and crying, like if you could cry with just one eye or something. Like you mean exactly. control it, so it'd be like you know I'm upset. I'm not freaking out here, but you <laughs> like know, it's just I, my I, right I, eye. I'm I'm crying. A giggle I'm version of crying. It's like a half cry. It's like you know I, I feel like, for you. I'm not in distress, but you know I have emotions. So you can see my right eye is really streaming. Yeah, but you're not like a lunatic. Yeah, my you see I'm dry on the left. It's not like I'm crybaby or something. Yeah, I'm just, I mean you know, I'm, I'm, I think the, the, it's a good movie. That's why I'm crying with one eye. Right. The proper dosage of crying is what yeah. you're witnessing. It's just so on the, or off. But it's, it's also hard. you can fake. It's okay to like fake laugh as like appreciation for things, but, but you can't. Fake like, cry. Yeah, like ah, like for yeah, a second right, to right. show people like I get that it's sad. I, I always say like that's <laughs> that's what's weird about comedy in like the digital age is that people don't watch YouTube for sad. You don't watch sad stuff in really short clips. So it's like that, like if you make dramas, it's consumed differently. It's kind of protected. But for us, people say, hey, check this out. This clip's four seconds long. This guy gets hit in the nuts. Come watch this. It's funny. But I don't ever hear people be like, come over here. I want to show you this really sad thing on YouTube. It's like 20 seconds. It's really sad. Come check this out. We'll get sad for 20 seconds. No, but if you watched, if you <laughs> watched, if that clip was like, if that clip was 10 minutes long and you like got to know that guy, yeah, it would you, be sad when you, he got hit in the nuts. Right, like exactly. the whole reason it's, those but, things are funny is you don't care about those people. Totally. But isn't it interesting? Like, if you make sad things, I don't think your content has been affected quite the same way that those of us who try to make funny things has been. Wait, explain, explain that. Um, if you make dramas, there's internet content, but it's not being divvied into tiny chunks. Oh, right, right. Like, people still need television drama for drama or movies, but... I'm not, uh, I'm you know surprised what I mean? like that comedy exists. I'm surprised that so much comedy even exists. I thought there's really nothing funnier just for watching something and laughing out loud. America's funniest home videos right, right. are still the funniest show, and I hate even thinking that because I don't think the show. It's not like a show that I think is good. You just or think anything. the clips are enjoyable. But as far as something that makes me like laugh involuntarily, that yeah. show kills me. And yeah. second to that. Um, America's Funniest People, which yeah. is canceled. Yeah, still just kidding. That terrible. Oh, I love the banter that they make them do in those shows. Some people, I think, come on, they gotta smell this. You know who was the best at thinking they were fooling everybody? And and I and and uh, he's an institution, but I'm allowed to tease him. Is Dick Clark and Ed McMahon? It used to just go, come on. It made me almost. You know what? I, I'm I'm not. I don't want to overly insult them, but I might be. Someone might go, no, you're you're right, you're right. I know he's respected and he's, but when you watch that fake banter, isn't that indirectly calling your audience dumb? Like, weren't there other performers back then that, that watched it? There had to be other guys watching that and go, oh, Dick Clark out there fake laughing with Ed McMahon. Like, it was so bad. They didn't even try. They would, you could tell they would go, okay, you just saw this clip in a blah, blah, yeah. blah. And he would go, ha, 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 ha. Right. Well, that had to hurt. 
Like you weren't there. Like people smell it, and, you know and then a fake laugh. Like they were constantly. You could think he was. He thought he was the king of it. And I could imagine, like in the production room, just going, "Just roll it. I'll, I know what to do." <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Well, you know what's oh, funny geez. is that, like before media, is that, is that weird, Mike? That no, I totally know what you mean. Okay. But you know, like what you're talking about, it's like even from when we were kids, TV back then, people who are inauthentic, like TV, mass media. It seems like it just lends itself so quickly and easily. To just not being authentic, not being yourself, not being well, what you really feel. You know what? That's funny you say that because Sarah Silverman was working on this joke. She goes, comedy has sort of evolved over the years. There used to be a time when it was a more of a formulaic delivery, and that shouldn't all be laughed at. There was a time when that was great, and there were some great comedians that had very distinct deliveries, and, and some are still funny, but it, was very, it wasn't like a Zach Galantinafagus I'm hard to say, or a Mitch Hedberg distinct delivery. That was one with a right. great. It was a very hey, and it was it was like very like in the eighties, and hey, sure, and hey, it was very. Folks, does this happen to you? you know? Yeah, and it was very. It was a fake voice, but then comedy evolved, and it became more trying to talk. You know, try to talk a little normal, more normal stories. It's just yeah. the way it evolves. It doesn't mean that was wrong. It just means it changes. Yeah. With drama, um, drama too. Yeah, and the, my point is that with the news, she said though, it's not. They still do that very formulaic like you would think we'd look at it and go god remember when they do now it's gotten a little better maybe yeah. but it's still they have their rhythms well, i think and there's when a reason for that thank you mary and they go back when they throw back that's a fucking way to do that you can tell they say the name and then they go and back to you and it's very yeah. much in this you i had i had a bit where because you know you live out here you listen to npr a lot in your car or whatever you listen to but i end up listening to npr a lot but i always think it's funny that you have to do your name at the end of the story uh, you know, and that's how you wrap up the story. Lisa Chuchester. Yeah. So my bit was that, like, I would be the one reporter who says my name in the middle. Like, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I'll be like, so the flooding's really bad down here in Santa Monica. By the way, I'm Dimitri Martin reporting. So anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> they're taking care of the flooding. And at the end, I'd be like, that's it. <laughs> so what if, what if you even did it more like a, a very vo- like, like, you know, the flooding's bad down here. Matter of fact, the uh, transit system says that these buses aren't going to make it out in the middle of the night, which means a lot of people aren't going to get to work tomorrow. I'm Dimitri Martin, Channel 7. Now, the people in the neighborhood <laughs> feel that they... goes right back to, you know. Thanks for doing my name in it <laughs> instead of yours. That was nice of you. But, like, uh, if, news, if news anchors got natural, had natural deliveries, then if they had told a sad story... Pretty soon, people would be expecting them like to get sad if they if they said that's uh, Mike. That, like this hospital actually uh, they weren't able to remove the victims uh, during the hurricane and they all died. That if you say it like a robot, but, but then you know, it's like you can move on. But that if would you be don't, a, they'd be like that you would be a great reporter. If that was the one guy who when he got the news, he'd be like, "Oh shit, guys." Uh, there's this fucking fire. <laughs> I can't even report I don't even, this. I don't <laughs> no, hold on. Do this story, Mike. God that Mike, it. you What's just that? nailed it. There's a reason. I almost like that there is because if you had emotion when reading the news, as much as we can look at them, hey, look, and some guys manage to find an in between. The truth of the matter is, some are over the top. Some find an in between. But you're right. There has to be that in between because if you delivered the news with any emotion, you would just be depressed and crying. Think of the things they're telling you that means youth is someone got shot and someone's son. And so when they get sad, it has to be almost an emotionalist sad, a fake TV sad, which means you just talk a little quieter and you roll your theme in quieter. Like Entertainment Tonight, when someone dies, they don't change anything. They're saying. Well, they do. They do do that. I mean, everybody knows that there's like 
they have a tone for like uh, sad news coming out of Ventura today. And then if they followed up with a happy story, the lady's voice immediately becomes yeah. happy. Well, on so the, it's they like try you to put didn't a... give a shit about Ventura. Like you, yeah, how could your, you your get emotions there? switched yeah. in the second you started talking yeah. about a matter of fact, on, on, uh, for emotion to switch in the TV world, if you give it two and a half seconds, that's class. Meanwhile, Sometimes they, you know, two and a half seconds is this, right? And here's what you see that when they yeah. really, Anyway, these situations are always very sad to see, and uh, it is certainly hard to report it. Uh, on a lighter note, there's a balloon festival coming up, and, you know, we'll try. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, local news must be hurting. Well, Who is watching local news? Why would you watch it at all? Do you know what I mean? With the I internet do, and everything, I don't even understand. I always think about Do you the, need the uh, weather from the local news? Like, what are you watching it for? Yeah, you know what? I never even thought about like, that because I flip... But unless as I'm flipping, something's coming right then. Like I don't, buy, I don't even stick around if because I know they're going to show it at the end of the news, right? Like a duck that cro- that directs traffic or something. Seven up at seven. There's a local duck that's directing traffic. You know, I'm not waiting half an hour. But if it's, I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah, if I'm in the, if it's right there, like if they go in here, you know, and blah blah, blah angry protesters. Okay. But that's it. If it doesn't catch me, you're right. I'm not sitting there watching a half an hour. With 24-hour news channels and the internet, I can't but imagine why people... people I local can... news always seems to me like I you, I assume they all want to be national news people. Right. And this is like... And at certain age, practice. you can tell who just knows. Like, I'm... Right, it starts... Like, she wanted to be Katie Couric. It becomes less like, and less local. Like, when you're a kid, it's just in your house. Yeah. You just, like, do news for your family. And then you could do, like, your block. And then you get, like, the town local news. <laughs> <laughs> eventually you get national. Eventually you get to give world the news, news. <laughs> space news. <laughs> but don't. Uh, but even in local news, there's like the people who have to be on at five in the morning. Yeah, and there that would suck. And I would the get people my who car. are on at night are like the cool local news. People. They're like they have much, so much more confidence at seven p.m. than they. Oh, because they have to go. The morning. To, they have to go to the five morning. That's not the best slot. So yeah. you, by the time you're, you're by the time you're, but you know, think about well, anyway. Who cares? I was going to say, think of how much money. Like I know guys doing the news in Philadelphia, like Larry King, um, and he's been Larry King, and there's another guy too, uh, Jim Gardner. He's been thirty years, thirty years doing the news. Like they gotta make a shitload of money, right? I'm, or yeah. you think someone would say you'd be surprised? I guess guys, just for the fuck of it, because someone out there knows. All you got to do is probably Google it. What do you think a guy thirty years? What do you th- what do you think a guy thirty years on the news, the main anchor on a news station for thirty years makes a year? Can you even do you want to even guess? I'd guess like I don't uh, three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I was thinking, you know, million and a half, two oh, million really? dollars. Nah. Why? No, why? Really? Why? What, what? How much money could they make? I don't know. I, I mean, just, how much money could like advertisements? You're just, right. I take how, it back. It depends <laughs> how much news there is. They get paid based on news units. No, they don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, good. Way, a lot of stuff <laughs> happened. I'm going to have a good month. <laughs> when, when they say, when, when I say no, it didn't, that means for half a second I believe you, and then I get disappointed in myself. I'm like, oh, they do. No, Jesus I like Christ. the idea of a news unit. News, yeah. Oh, you <laughs> like get paid how, by how actual newsy the story is. How many units do we have today? We've got 12 units of news. Oh, we better hurry. we got to say this stuff fast. <laughs> um. Well, uh, this is always unprofessional, but why not? What are we doing with time? How much time has the show been so far? We're at like one twenty-five. It's time to go in for the descent. That was fun. There was a, there I like was to go in for a slow descent, if that's all right. When, but when, this we, means when Demetri and I worked three minutes. Okay, that's the descent. That's how quick I say Wait, it's slow, but it's quick. While you're talking. What? 
Why was I talking? Was there an anchor in the building or something? They had the NBC News when we worked uh, at at 30 Rock. And the the New York NBC anchor one time, I was in the commissary behind him. And uh, it was just the two of us and the people that worked at the commissary. And he tried to pay for uh, some frozen yogurt with a $100 bill. And uh, the lady says, "I'm, I'm sorry, we can't break this. And he goes, uh, well, that doesn't make it easy for us anchors. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That's I don't, well, yeah. that, no, I don't love that guy, but it's, he's, a, he's a character, all right? Yeah. Like that guy is like, if you saw that in a movie, you'd go, yeah, yeah. All right, we want the movie to seem real. Yeah, no I one get it. I'm not supposed that. to like that guy. Okay. Yes, yeah. but no. Well, that's what I always say. Those moments in life that are like that. When if it was in a movie, you'd go, "That wouldn't happen." But you're like, "It did." That's how you have to tell it because it seems like you're. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> They're great moments on the show. Everyone put put a, someone should put together a reel out there. If you have a, you know, people for, people do something. People, you sit on your fat asses, listen to the show all day. Yeah, and you can email us at Todd at Nerdist.com. Yeah, I I tell people to mail their pictures of grilled cheese sandwiches in, eating them nice. I say grilled cheese on the show. I've said it before. It's as good as lobster. So treat it like lobster. Just because it's affordable doesn't mean it's not, you know. So I people send pictures that they set the table. Who sent that one picture and they got it? They no soda cans on the table, people. Although if you send it in, I still love you for sending it in. Someone lit candles and and they got it. They were enjoying those grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Now they were praying, and I don't want to go out on a limb and make it a religious show. I hope they were mocking praying because then that's fun. But if they were really praying, I like when someone says to uh, have a blessed day. I said this the other day for some reason. And this is I I, I should explain that. I don't know why I don't uh, have a blessed day. I'm always like, all right. But if a black person says it, a woman, I sort of melt a little. Mm, nice. Because you have a blessed day, though. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I will. What, do you like it when people say they're so blessed when you ask them how they are? And they go, I am so blessed. Mm, it's a you little like it's a little presumptuous. It's like, oh, really? God's got a special eye on you? I'm blessed. Oh, really? Well, what about someone that's not blessed? Why don't you keep it to yourself? I am God-blessed. Yeah, Thank you. Jake, Alexi, Matt, and Kayla. That's nice. They got the tablecloth. Yeah, Lower we put the them lights. all on the Facebook. Too. I was just thinking that you could make, if bread came in in a better shape for this, you could make like a grilled cheese cake. Like grilled cheese is one of the foods you could put candles in pretty easily. It would hold. You could light them. Like a, you know You what? could even have a triple-decker. I mean... <laughs> And then when you cut it, it's like, you know, little wedges of No, I cheese. get it. I like it. And you have the pie thing. And you, yeah, it's it, like a grilled cheese pie or something. That would be a great appetizer at a restaurant. That'd be really cool. I like it. Rory was talking about this appetizer where they bring the bowl. You know when they usually bring soup in a bowl? Yeah. Well, this restaurant, he said he wants to open. They're going to have the bread. You know the bread itself? Mm-hmm. It comes in a bread bowl. Yeah. Pigs would love that. Oh yeah. You know, people that just go, Oh, I love it. They give you the bread and I eat the bread and then they have a bread tablecloth. I really think people would like that. I've said it kiddingly, but I think if they went, You you're not gonna kid they got a bread tablecloth, you fucking eat it. Oh, I always thought edible menus would be good. Be like, can we get anything to start with? Yeah, you're holding it, just eat the menu. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking pig, just eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can eat this? Yeah. It's for you. Eat the fucking menu. <laughs> hey, I'll be right back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then the people are looking like, do we really eat the menu? And then, you know, sure enough, gobble, gobble. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they, it's, it's great to see people. I love it. They're, the sandwiches are so big. You can't even fit them in your mouth. Well, th- that's not a good sandwich. Unless you just like fucking masses of food that you can f- push into your face. I, 
<laughs> you can you, take a lamb shank and put it on a Ritz cracker. How do you do on the road with food? Mm, I eat. A, I can't stop eating. I find it really hard on the road to eat, like the way I eat at home. To eat. How healthily. do you eat at home? Oh, you eat healthy at home. I eat pretty healthy because I live near a Whole Foods, and it's like easy to go get a salad or have some soup or something. You know, there's two Todd glasses. So some people know the one that's healthy. A lot of my life, I'm very healthy. If you saw me certain times, you're like, fuck, how do you, you know, he's like, just like really healthy. And then there's a guy at nighttime, fucking, I can't stop. You're like a dietary werewolf. That's the only part of you that becomes a werewolf is your eating habit. That's not that much of an exaggeration to picture like this. And I'm, I'm better now. I'm better now. Because I really make a conscious effort about it. But, I mean, I would like just... One time I ate 13 Krispy Kreme donuts. Holy and that was, that was a thing that they did at a comedy club. They wanted to see how many would I eat when I, till I was full. Not stuffed. My goal was not to eat 13 donuts till I couldn't breathe anymore. It was like, wow. when would I go? Here's when we agreed I'd stop. And the owner of the club got two dozen. Stop when you like... You know when you have one Reese's cup? Do you like Reese's cups? I used to be allergic to peanuts, so I can't eat them. What is, what is the candy you really like? Um, or anything you really like. Yeah, I mean, I like... Uh, <laughs> you know what I like? Those cupcakes, those terrible cupcakes, the hostess. Oh, the twink? Like the like ding-dong? Ding-dongs? Watch no, your mouth. They're, they're like... They're Blake's like, mother listens. She hears ding-dong, she, uh, you know, she calls in. They're, they're chocolate. Did I hear? Never mind. I'm sorry. The wrong voice was on. That's not his mother. <laughs> Did I hear ding-dong? <laughs> they're, they're chocolate with the white swirl across the top. You can get them in 7-Eleven. Chocolate with the white sauce. Oh, just I know Hostess, Hostess Cupcakes. Hostess, yeah, Hostess Cupcakes. Cupcakes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, so if you had a bite of one, would that do it for you? Or do you need more? Like, aren't you picturing eating I usually the eat the pear, but I could have one and be fine. Oh, see, I can't. I If I get a half a Reese's Cup, it's not good. So they knew that, and I talked about that. I go, I can't enjoy Reese's Cups unless I have four. Because while I'm eating the first one, I know I have a second one. I'm eating the second one, I know I have the third one. Yeah. Even when I'm eating the third one, I know I got the fourth one. But if I have one Reese's Cup, you know, Halloween, you open up one, yeah, fucking, I'd rather not have anything. So they got me um, a, two boxes of uh, Krispy Kremes and said, eat them until you're, you go, you know what? I feel my, I've had my full of Krispy Were you on the creams. road? Or was yeah, this... I was on the road in, uh, in Omaha. And uh, I ate uh, 13. Wow. Uh, I could have had 12 maybe, but definitely not less than 12. So you actually had a baker's dozen of mm-hmm. donuts. And check this out. So the next, I hope this isn't totally boring. If it is, uh, you know, what the hell. So anyway, I said the next day, they go, how could you eat 13 Krispy Kremes? Now, granted, the purpose of this story is not to say there's not something gluttonous about that. I get it. But not maybe as gluttonous as you would think. And So I said, you know what? Those 13 Krispy Kremes were the size of a dense piece of cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory. And they're like, no, it isn't. Shut the fuck up. Well, back to the fucking uh, store we went. And I bought 13 and came back to the comedy club the next day at night, and I brought the box in. I took 13, and I mushed them into one piece of cake. And it looked like one piece of cake. Wow. Now, I know that story really probably wasn't all worth it. No, I think it's fine. My favorite part is picturing you mush, mushing, like the, getting to the mushing part. Yeah. Like you went and got oh. the cupcake. Like I made it this way, and then I tried to make it flat. I tried to shape it into like a triangle. Anyway, you know what? That's all You good. know what? My girlfriend told me that when she was in high school, they went to the Cheesecake Factory once, and she tried to modify one of the dishes she said can i have this you know without the sauce or whatever no and the lady said no i'm sorry i can't she said can i have this modified and she's no we can't and then finally the waitress said you know all the food just comes in a truck and we just heat it up here i didn't know that wait the cheesecake factory yeah they it's like made off site here's what someone told me about it and they just like half cooked and they just heat it up airplane 
It's, yeah. It, a lot of them, it's, here's what someone told Isn't me. That crazy? Some of it's pretty good that it's in, I don't even know if this is true or not. So if someone's out there that knows, it's probably, fr- you know when you hear people. At least that, they call it a factory. You know, they <laughs> boil it. <laughs> so yeah. accurate. Yeah, you're right. True. They boil a lot. Of, like the stuff comes in all the sauces. So if you got something, they might cook the chicken maybe on the grill, but that sauce is, they're not making it's, the sauce back yeah. there. It's packages. It's like packaged. But I well, like you the, know that like any restaurant that has like a giant menu, I always wonder with a like, lot of items. Then I always feel like oh, it's all it's. Uh, and you know if the plates, out of my jar. family has a diner. If the plates, they do, yeah, in New Jersey. Oh my if god! The, if the plates are hot, when you go, maybe everybody knows this, but when you get a dish and like your plate's hot, and the other person, you know, when they're like, oh, watch yeah. it, your plate's hot. That means they timed the food wrong, and your plate was sitting under the lights. So as it heats the food, it heats the plate too. So your food's just been sitting in the kitchen under a light. That's why the plate's hot. Unless it was from the dishwasher, but it's usually not that hot from the dishwasher. Where's it's because the, they left it under lights. How long have they owned the diner? Since 1990. No, 1988. And they still own it? What's the yeah, name of it? The Sandcastle Diner. Wait, now, why does that... Like, is, I'm not even joking. Is that like a famous... like not You no. know how diners are known in certain areas? No, I don't mean famous in the... No, but it's it's in it's on Route Nine, which is one of the bigger roads down there. I mean, I live a, a kind of across from Philly. Do you? How old were you when they owned it? I, I'm asking all this for a reason because well, I'm obsessed. You, like, I'll, I'll I would this. love if my family owned a diner. I used to lie about what my dad Ugh, did because I no, tried to man, pick cooler jobs. No good. When I was <laughs> when I was 11, we got a Greek food stand at the Boardwalk, Jersey Shore. That Boardwalk, Seaside Heights. That was my family's first food business called Shorty's Shish Kebab, Greek food. And then by the time I was 14, uh, you know what? I'm messing up all my dates. I started working at the Shorty Shish Kebab when I was 11, but I think they got it before I was 11. They had it for like seven years. But then when I was a freshman in high school, they got the uh, diner around like 88, I guess, or something. Like that. The, so, reason, the reason I think I get excited is because I used to love diners. I still do, but I used yeah. to go all the time. When I lived in Philadelphia, we went to diner every single night with my friends for breakfast. And, uh, and Philly into Jersey around there, that is... That's a specific kind of diner, yeah. too. Out here, they're more like these 50s-themed kind of things. No, they're, like they're their kitschy. own thing. They're right. not emulating a 50s diner. They are what they are. It's more immigrant where we're from. And uh, the hot, I ate hot roast beef sandwiches for 15 years. I could not stop eating them. That's all I wanted to do is go to a diner and eat hot roast beef sandwiches. So I would imagine, <laughs> like, maybe it's immature of me to think this way, but, like, if I was your parents or my parents, I would just be there all the time. The whole staff would be like, there he is eating his fucking hot roast yeah, beef Yeah, I sandwich. remember when I – I didn't want to work there. I wanted to work, like, in the mall or whatever, but my parents were like, no, you got to work at the diner, and, you know, you'll get good tips, and you get to eat for free. But, you know, you're a kid. You want to go get your own job and have some ownership of it, but I didn't have a choice, so I had to work there. So I would just eat whatever – I'd just then eat like crazy when I had a break. And we had Belgian waffles on the menu. I remember this is like a stupid teenage thing to do. So I got a Belgian waffle. I was a waiter or a busboy depending on the night. And the rest of – all the waitresses were divorced, middle-aged women. Pretty much every single one was like an older woman who was divorced for whatever reason. You there. fucked that shit? Oh, man. Uh, top to bottom. Like every single <laughs> That's a phrase, right? Yeah. Oh, man. I fucked her top the whole to bottom. Person. Really? Top to bottom. Usually fucked. we play music then, but I got lazy. <laughs> no, so, so my point is this. I remember one night I get a Belgian waffle and I put some, I get the ice cream scoop. We had chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. So I put one scoop on. One flavor. One, one scoop of each flavor. And one of the ladies walked by, you know, middle-aged waitress lady. She's like, whoa. Wow. Like, whoa, you're hungry. <laughs> so I'm just like, 
thinking, yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> so I keep just putting ice cream on like an asshole. They made this pyramid of 10 scoops of ice cream, <laughs> a Belgian waffle. And then people were like, you're not, that's a wasteful, you know, you're not going to eat all that kind of thing. And I remember sitting back there, I'm just like, Fucking I'm going to show them. <laughs> it's my family's goddamn <laughs> daughter. I can eat as much as I want. I may hate it here, but look what I can eat. And I just ate the whole fucking thing. It's, I think one of the only times in my life I may have thrown up or came extreme. I think I did throw up from eating too much. I, Has anyone, have any of you eat? Have you? Yeah, I, I very, this, once, once or twice in my life. When I worked two times. <laughs> you have to. Two times when I worked at Dairy Queen, I always thought malted shakes were good. But imagine if you could put the right amount of malt. Because the malt I would get, I thought I would really malt it up. You know, like when you get a malt, it's basically a milkshake and there's malt powder. You put one scoop in. That's what we were told to put in. Did I say it wrong? You said you milk, said milk steak. steak. Milk steak? Sure. You never, it's That's a way to describe a cow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hey, look at them milk steaks out there, I tell you. What are you talking about? The milk steaks, that's what you call them. They're fucking beautiful, them milk steaks. I'll tell you what. We call them by what they give you. I'll tell you. Um, milkshakes. Thank you. Because I would hear that later and people would go, he said milk steaks. They couldn't get over it. And you know what? I don't need you to listen to the show. I'll clear house. I might not let anybody listen to the show. For all you know, I'm going to start. I have every right. If I want to start. By the way, to the people that have been sweet. Come here. You know I love you. But any more negative comments, I will fucking do the show with no microphones. I'll start doing it here for nobody. <laughs> we'll have a good time. <laughs> the first so anyway, podcast with no microphones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll prove it. Don't get me fucking agitated, people. Find these people that write this shit that gets me going and fucking seltzer water their house and pepper spray them. Anyway, so anyway, back to... um. Hold on, we're on, we're wrapping it up. Um, what were we just talking about? Please, you know, milkshakes. Uh, milkshakes. Oh, so the milkshakes. So I put five things of malt. I thought if one tasted good, that's all we were allowed to put in. Yeah. Maybe I started with three, and then five. Like two weeks later, I threw up. Wow, I threw up. And also, um, actually, I have three throw up stories. Maybe this says a lot about my eating habits. The next time I threw up was when I thought, whenever I ate a salad, like, you know what happened when I got my license? I started to do this because I could go places without my parents telling me, don't do that. So, like, I first, I always thought salad was good, but when this onion hit the dressing, that was the best. Mm. Like, when I got a piece of onion with dressing. Yeah, because it was a piece. It was in proportion. I thought, what the fuck am I fucking shitting around here for? Let's chop up two onions and put salad dressing on them. Oh, God. (laughs) I was like, I don't know how old I was. I was probably 17. I cut up two onions, sliced them nice and thin. Oh, I ate them with salad dressing. It was so fucking good until the second I put the last piece in my mouth, I started getting sick. And the, and the first time that I threw up eating, <laughs> this is how we're going to end. This is true, but I'm, I guess, I'm guessing it was something that you liked in a certain amount. It's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Uh, the first time was um, I didn't know. No one told me when you smoke pot, you'll get hungry. I didn't smoke till later in life. I didn't smoke in high school. All my friends did. And I didn't even drink then. I started much later. And then I went for a long time. And uh, so uh, first time I smoked, I was at my friend Kevin and Gwen. That was their name. I still know Kevin. He's, re- he's married now to somebody else. But anyway, Kevin Sousa. And, uh, and uh, we were at his house and we smoked pot. Let me tell you something. It was the first time I smoked it didn't do anything. This time was probably like the third. It was everything you would want pot to be. Like it still happens to me now sometimes and it's great. But that was like, 
Oh, they had a little kitten, and I was made pretending it was a lion. And I said, what if I was like, uh, had a lion act, but my lion died, and I didn't know what to do, so I took a kitten, and then I had people hold magnifying glasses around the stage. And that way the audience would see the, that it was a lion, but really I knew what it was behind the magnifying oh. glass, and I would open up its mouth. And I'm doing this to the kitten, and I'm going, I will stick my head in this vicious lion's mouth. They play pre-recorded. And I would stick my nose in the cat's mouth. Unbelievable! We were... <laughs> We were dying laughing. I mean, we were like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking punch myself to death. They went to bed. I couldn't stop. I ate uh, macaroni and cheese. I ate a chicken they had in there. I made, <laughs> I made pudding. I'm not even kidding. I made pudding and put it hot pudding on ice cream because I didn't want to wait for it to dry. And it was good. good then I idea. ate Pop-Tarts. Then I put ice cream on Pop-Tarts. I, I put the ice cream in the microwave, softened it up so it would spread on like with a spoon. Then I put the other. Then I thought if I toasted it, I made another two pop tarts. Put ice cream. I wouldn't stop. One point, I remember going. I'm punching my, taking my finger to my stomach, and I'm going, "Oh my god!" Like I, there's no resistance. My stomach was. I'm not exaggerating. Like if you took my stomach now and pushed as hard as you could push. To make your stomach like that, that's how it was, and I had no control. I couldn't release. Just shit would come out if you just pushed it. Yeah, my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd have to go somewhere, right? You just you could push a shit. Brink. So anyway, they woke up in the morning, and Kevin goes, walks out of the room, and then Gwen comes out, and they both look at me, and they go, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> I go, oh, I threw up, thinking I don't realize how bad it is on my face. It is you know, blood every, you know, like when the, your veins all, your blood all came to my face. You know what I mean? So my face was, oh, black and blue. My face was black and blue because of the, the heaving. Oh my God. And, um, I know when people are hearing the story, partly laughing and partly, I think you can enjoy the story if you know, I haven't, it's been probably, um, 30, uh, no, it's probably been, let me give the real number. Probably been, uh, well, the Krispy Kreme story was 10 years ago, but those other two stories were 20 years ago. So I think I can prove by this point I don't have a pattern with this happening if, if the stories are that far away. By decades, so you got Decades, yeah. yeah I think that, what, 10 years ago, one, and the other two, 20 years ago, I think I'm safe to go, okay, he obviously just had a problem for a while. But I, it wasn't a problem. I just l- learned that, you know, you can't, you have moderation. You know, there's, there's a reason yeah. not to eat two onions with uh, salad dressing on them. And, um... And then, uh, so the, uh, so the, um, I just, you know, I threw up and I was like, oh my God, salad dressing is a big thing at my family. I come from a family that if there's, if the salad comes to the table and it's not covered in ranch dressing, like a fucking, like just dripping all the, can, can I get more ranch? There's a piece of lettuce that's, I might have to eat without uh, thick Russian dressing on it. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> Audible.com makes it easy to stay well informed and catch up on your reading it's simply actually, by listening. Dimitri, you've heard of Audible.com, right? Yeah, because especially because their name, it makes you listen. Thank you. Okay, isolate that and make that a sponsor of the show. Uh, here's Dimitri Martin for Audible.com. We we we, we fix your voice. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're uh, thank you, Dimitri. That was so much fun. Like that was thanks. Thanks for having me. That was fun. That was fun conversation. I really enjoyed myself. Me and too. um. Uh, Michael, thank you very much. And oh, yeah, uh, Mikey, thanks for taking pictures all night. Andrew Furtada, you know what? Having you here, you have a a happy face, and it is pleasant, and it puts me in a good mood. And Blake Wexler said that too, didn't you? Uh, Andrew has a very um, a good energy about him, and and I hope you would quit school so you could work on this show more. So, oh, you are? Yeah. Eee, there's a problem. We'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Katie, thank you. 
very Thank much. You. This was fun. This was one of my favorite. This was just a fun uh, ride, a funny, a fun conversation. I over talk about it. That's that guy. I got to be killing the guy that said, stop talking about your podcast <laughs> on your podcast. I got fucking do what I want. <laughs> I'm a bully now. And uh, uh, Blake, look, you went a little crazy on Mike, but I think you need to get some counseling. We talked off the air and it was good. He, he you know, and uh, Chris, thank you very much. So we played everything. And so, hey, you know what? I want a Sharpie. I, I just think it's that time of year. When I think of Christmas, I think of Sharpie. And uh, because uh, I just remember my mom, every Christmas, she would have her Sharpie pen. I remember the first time I saw a Sharpie calligraphy pen. I don't know why. It was always like I remember it was fun to write with it. So I would like write the Christmas cards and put the addresses on. So I even smell a Sharpie to this day. It sort of makes me think of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to tell that little Sharpie story because and they're not. uh, By the way, some people might think, are they a sponsor of the show or they? uh, No. I don't know. You know, they're not a sponsor of the show. It's just I'm just talking about Christmas. I basically talking about America. So, do you have a, a Sharpie story? No, it's funny. I, I do. Uh, when I was when I was growing up, my mom would also use Sharpies uh, to like write our Christmas cards. So it was like big letters with our names on 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 the gifts and everything. And um, I remember when I was like twelve, I wanted um, the, you know I want a skateboard, and I, I'd asked for it a few times, but they said it was too dangerous. And then, uh, like there was a gift under the tree and it was, I just remember like the big black letters of my name on it. And it was like this nice rectangle and I opened it up and it was just Sharpies inside. It was like, uh, like 50 Sharpie pens in the shape of a skateboard. That is so nice. That's a good memory. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For me, uh, what I love about Sharpies, it's like a smoothie. It's like the smoothie of pens. Because you get to say a fun word. You I, know what I mean? Yes, it's yes. It's not a smootho or a sharp bow or a sharp pod or something. It's a sharp. Good, it's a sharpie. It's a know? sharpie. Yeah, it's not a sharpie because that's a dog. They couldn't, that was taken, you know, so it's sharpie. But uh, yeah, my first memory of a sharpie would probably be, I went gray really young, like as a, as a kid. Uh, but we had a sharpie and I, you know, luckily I have dark hair, so I would... Take that sharpie to my hair, and I would I would color in any of those those grays, <laughs> and I looked like a regular kid. You know what I mean? So when Thanks you see a sharpie, sharpie pen, you you, you when I hear then that's gonna I don't want to cry, but you're a kid, you don't got the money, or you're embarrassed maybe to go tell I can't someone get Grecian formula. Ironically, I'm Greek <laughs> can't right. do that. Yeah. And you're a little embarrassed. You're a young kid, and all you remember sharpie basically gave you a youth without being teased absolutely i mean i smell sharpie and what i smell is like happiness youth recaptured well thank you well i want to thank everyone for being on the show i want to thank black horse motors for letting you know what the other day when i was up here i hope the owner hears this i thought i think i I started to not take it for granted because when he first said i could use this space i was like holy shit like thank you so much like i want to do it in a fun space but today i realized i'm like God damn it. If, what if he, I fantasize if he came to me and goes, hey, dude, you got bad news. You can't do it up there anymore. I'd be like, fuck, because I love this space. So can't you come down here at least buy something? Throw a throw, uh, throw a dollar into the door. Look at this guy walking by. I'm going to buy a car. All right. So I was just, it was my way of thanking him. I don't expect you to come down <laughs> here. You don't have to come down here. All right. That's a weird way to end the show. This was fun. Any, any last words? Mikey, thanks for stopping by. Andrew, Katie. Uh, Blake Wexler, thank you. You got a little angry today, and that's all right. And Chris, thank you. And then we're done. Um, uh, uh, Dimitri, as always, I give our guests the final whatever you think's appropriate. If it's 10 seconds, that's great. If it's one second, it's great. And then after that, we throw to music. Right when you're done talking, music will play. And that's me. Mm-hmm. 
I want to say be good to each other. But not too good, because that's kind of weird. Now leaving Nerdist.com.